right, let's see here. Oh, yeah, there we go. Gameplay is rolling. Yeah, looks like we are ready to go here. Good evening, everyone. Happy Labor Day weekend, the long weekend, and welcome to yet another episode of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 241. I'm Invader, and it's great to see you all here as more and more people start popping in. Uh, we've got a really good show lined up for you tonight. Uh, what will we, we be talking about? Well, first up uh, is the concern being raised by UK regulators regarding Xbox's Activision purchase. Will this stall things out? Well, you know, we'll go into things. Also, 343 Industries has revealed a sort of revamped roadmap for Halo Infinite content that has fans. Well, I mean, there's a mixture of different opinions, but there's a lot of upset people to say the least. We'll get into all that very soon. But first, I will not waste any more time and let me introduce everyone on the panel tonight, starting off with Centurion. Buddy, hey, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's been a, a semi-kosher week for me. Been able to play some games, went back in time, and started playing Turok on the Xbox 360. I'm wondering how the hell we used to play games back then. Dude, the con <laughs> the controller, like the joysticks and everything, like are just way too jumpy. You're just like, man, we used to play games like this? Okay, much more cool. forgiving. We were much more forgiving. We Oh, for real, we were much more forgiving. We were just happy to... We were just happy to just run around and play all these crazy games. Like, I mean, dude, there's no subtitles in Turok. Nowadays, oh, my God, the, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but the world would be up in arms. What about the people that can't hear it? <laughs> I, you know, I'm just like, I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, there's no subtitles at all in this game. Neither does the original Assassin's Creed, by the way. Just no subtitles. Hmm. You know, that's and that's the funny part. Like, they were... They were busy trying to figure out other things for games back then. Now it's, um, man, I mean, like, literally, it's an interesting world we live in now when it comes to gaming. But um, also, um, I kind of, uh, because of, if I could point at Crusader right now, this guy right here um, gave me a bag of drugs and I got back on Destiny. <laughs> really? I did, my, I did the Lord's work. I did the Lord's work. What the? Fuck? I, I have I have been raiding all weekend. Destiny has never felt better. I'm gonna, Lord's I've, work. I finally got to pass the the. I finally got to the end of the Cosmodrome like entry where you know like the I guess the the new player introduction. Um, it's definitely different. Um, compared to the first time that game came out. Um, so. I just now got to the point where I'm able to go talk Valhalla or whatever his name is or whatever. I'm going to drop off the thing that I got from the guy. See, I'm bad with names, but yeah, I guess I got to go drop something off before I can continue the main story now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in case you're wondering, guys, this is uh, Centurion's gameplay of Turok that we were just talking about. Ooh. So uh, yeah, I got that up running and uh, enjoy, enjoy his gameplay uh let's see moving on down here tim dog what's up brother sorry about that so hey guys uh, happy to be here i'm gonna be a little bit in and out um over here family over but i uh, definitely wanted to make this first uh first heated topic and uh then i'm gonna pave the way to for crusader to to smash halo and uh 343 to the ground like no one's ever seen before so definitely stick around for that uh I heard about his his uh 
his heroics at uh, on Mooch's show. So um, we're gonna get uh, that, uh, which I'm I'm gonna be probably listening to as well. But uh, happy to be here. Been playing X Cloud a lot. Uh, haven't been home. Um, so I've been playing X Cloud. Been um, using uh, the uh, the and playing a lot of uh, uh, power of. The power cleaner, whatever that game is, I don't know. It's a crazy game. Power wash. Yeah. And yeah, and also uh, I've been playing uh, Midnight Fight Express. But uh, good show. Uh, we got some uh, good topics. So tune in, make comments. Thanks for everyone for showing. Uh, and uh, we should have a, a nice one tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree with you, Timmy. Moving on down here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, how's your week been? Oh, pretty good. Uh, ready to get into some of these uh, topics tonight, but yeah, not been uh, doing much. Just uh, I man, I especially since I bought this new uh, 4K Blu-ray player. That's like, look, I got a like a real one that actually does it way better than the PS5 and the and the Xbox Series X. But uh, man, it's it's almost like I don't know collecting. Like I just can't stop buying. I can't. Stop, or yeah, I can't stop buying like 4K Blu-rays and trying to track them down. But uh, some of these are uh, rare ones. But got Carlito's way. I'm gonna fire up tonight, so looks pretty good. I don't think I don't think I've seen it back. In, I swear I've seen it like when much younger. Um, but I don't remember shit about it other than like some of the characters that they put in like Vice City that had similarities. But <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I need to get back on the back into gaming now that i've got some of my uh <laughs> that all set up so but yeah ready to get into these topics tonight all right well said buddy well said and what else oh yeah we got crusader here i know you're ready to chime in bud uh how are you how, how, how have you been man how have you been i'm good destiny addict like me being a destiny addict has returned full full-fledged um uh, between the good content we just got in this season and like the 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 future looking so bright with like content vaulting for expansions being gone and like how good Lightfall looked with the new strand abilities and stuff, man, it, it's just been like an unprecedented time in like the in the Destiny like community. Like everyone's just so happy, and like so many new players are coming in, and like returning players, and it, it's just like a good time for everyone. We're we're, we're like, it it it's just the the energy is so high. All right, all right, good stuff, good stuff, and uh, yeah, you know, I might need to try uh, get on the Destiny train sometime and give it a, <laughs> another go, but we shall see, we shall see. I got lots more to play at this point in time, though. Uh, let's see, guys, just so you know, MLD's away for the night, but he should be back next weekend. And before getting into things, reminder to just give this episode a like and share this out across social media to let everybody know that we are live now because, hey, we want everybody, you know, as many people here as possible to come join in on the, the fun, the rants, and so on, right? But, uh, yeah, with that being said, it's great to have you all here in the chat, and, uh, all right, amigos, let's dive right into things, shall we, uh, with our first topic. And we have some more news to uh, cover regarding Xbox's takeover of Activision. And it looks like there's a bit of a roadblock. Uh, regulators in the, in the United Kingdom have expressed concern about potential issues, specifically citing that Microsoft's acquisition of the company 
could significantly weaken PlayStation. You know, some very interesting wording here. We'll dive into it. I'm really curious to hear what everyone here on the panel has to say with these new revelations coming out. You know, is there some worry? Uh, Tim, buddy, I'll pick on you first for this one to start us off. Uh, the UK is a fairly significant regulatory body. Uh, do you see this as a hurdle for Xbox with what they're saying? Uh, yeah, I do see it as a hurdle. I do think uh, they're going to have to give something in writing and or they're going to have to weaken their position of exclusivity uh, to basically um, make them happy. Uh, if you read what they said, uh, they basically sounded like what I was saying, that, you know, basically Sony is in dire trouble that, you know, they, they don't have cloud, they don't have Game Pass subscription, they don't have a model uh, like Xbox has. And basically, if you add in Activision, um it's going to be a big favor, going to put Xbox in a big favor. Uh, while all that's true, the problem that I have is, is that, you know, um, the CMA uh, basically is making Sony out to be something that uh, is incapable of, of uh, competing, uh, which is completely um, not the case. Uh, basically, uh, Sony has been sitting on their hands the last couple of years with no, uh, you know, real, real vision and, you know, basically going on their popularity and resting on the laurels on that. And you have Xbox here now working their asses off, building a cloud, building a subscription service, taking losses on that. Uh, to build it, to, to gain traction, um, basically have a full-fledged vision. And it's like they're getting penalized because they actually put back their money and they actually took risks for their, you know, for their community and their, and their you know, their buying customer. Um, so you have CMA acting like Sony is this, uh, you know, weak entity when that's not the case. Sony just... Their model was to gouge, I hate to say it, you look, the recent events of them raising the prices, the this this Last of Us remake being $70 without a multiplier, uh, bullshit, uh, and stuff like that, them gouging games, raising prices $70 and trying to put PlayStation, uh, uh, you know, PlayStation exclusives, whether they're, you can argue whether they're not or 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 some of them, yeah, some of them could be seventy, but like uh, PlayStation All Stars, that game, whatever that game, they try to pass off. They originally try to pass off at seventy dollars. Um, Returnal, uh, questionable for seventy dollars. Uh, stuff like that. They they've been uh, they've shown their hand and how they want to go about this, and a lot of it's about you know basically making the consumer pay. For for, for it and them getting rich off of that. Uh, so uh, for me, I kind of think it's unfair. Um, and I, you know, reading the, the their complaints, like I just was shaking my head saying, you know, why should Xbox be, you know, uh, penalized for having a vision and for, you know, making moves and doing things that Sony all along could have. They were the market leader. They still are the market leader. And, um, to the point that you know they're raising prices uh in this so i, I don't think the cma really uh 
took a real broad look at the situation. I just kind of feel like, um, in a way, they kind of, you know, were playing a little bit of favorites here, and it came off that much. And I do think that uh, they're gonna they're gonna get their uh, their they're gonna get their point. You know what I mean? They're gonna get they're gonna get a decree probably or where Xbox says uh, Call of Duty has to be has to do on time. Has to be, you know, have to uh, have um, exclusivity the life of uh, the series and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I do think that they it's a big deal, and um, you're gonna you're gonna see some some more stuff like this. This deal uh, is gonna be tough, but I do think they'll get it through. I just think it's not gonna be easy at all. All right. All right, yeah, that's a pretty fair assessment there. No, I don't think it's going to be easy either, especially with the list of concerns that uh, this UK regulatory body's uh, talking about here, that it would impact Sony's ability to compete. They're worried about uh, Xbox having such a powerful catalog, Activision's catalog, and it could result, result in harming Sony's ability to compete and so on. I, that and Microsoft and Sony, according to them, compete closely within the target audience. They both have similar audiences. So, I mean, they do make some points here. Um, I'm curious about uh, other other panel members' thoughts. Uh, Centurion Pal, I know uh, you want to chime in on this. Uh, oh, got any thoughts? Uh, do you agree with what Timmy's saying? Oh, I'm right there with Timmy. Um, you know, so th this is a double-edged sword for starters. Um, I don't like politicizing um, government. I mean, I don't like politicizing or giving government control over the concept of who should be able to buy who. But I do know that there has to be some some hurdles in place, especially when the bit. You know it's kind of like how Amazon and the Walmarts all came in and, you know, swinging around, basically destroying small family businesses because they weren't able to compete. Um, and it's just one of those things where I understand why these regulatory groups exist. Um, but at the same time, especially listening to like Richard Hogue over on virtual legality, um, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I like his reference of watching two teams compete in a soccer game or a football game, depending on where you're at. The whole purpose is to basically hurt your opponent, not does not hurt them physically, but to basically score points, get one over on them and basically make them feel uncomfortable. That's how competition works. And that's one of these things is we see Sony starting to become uncomfortable. Um, they're getting very worried about what could happen. And that's where these governing, well, what about Sony? And it, it comes in as they're trying to be the Sony fanboys or the protectors of Sony. But it, and at least from what I've listened to, or at least the opinions I form from what I listen to, it's going a little deeper than them being pop, you know, trying to fanboy for Sony or be the Sony defense force. Um, it's more of the concept of so over like let's really look at it objectively over here in the United States Microsoft is the American company Microsoft has a big foothold in the American economy um, there is a lot of money generated in the American con the American economy with uh, Microsoft and the products they offer um, Azure um, 
Windows, Xbox, uh, Microsoft Teams. You know, there's a very large net of what Microsoft does for the economy over here. Now, if we go look at it from the UK perspective, UK, like Microsoft doesn't have a large foothold over there. That can definitely be seen with Xbox. Yes, they have Windows over there, but let's just say Microsoft is not the juggernaut that it is over here. Um, but over there, a large portion of the United Kingdom economy um, is actually gaming entertainment. I think one number that I read was like 20% of that economy is generated by gaming revenue and entertainment that basically uh, that revolves around gaming. And you got to remember, Sony is the market leader over there. So them, anything that has affects Sony could potentially affect their economy. But that's where I like um, some of the references that were made, that the CMA, uh, for starters, was cutting corners in their complaints. They were trying to make very unvalid arguments, uh, especially about how Microsoft was supposedly one of the console leaders. That's the biggest crock of shit I've heard in a long time because we all know what Sony's been touting for over 10 plus years. You know, 100 million sold Xboxes for every Xbox that was sold, two, almost three PlayStation 4s were sold last gen. Mm. So the argument of that somehow Microsoft is a console leader is absolute BS. Um, they're also reaching for the stars by trying to get out some proverbial crystal ball looking at things like cloud gaming and the cloud infrastructure and emerging emerging economies. Well, the funny part is you can't predict emerging economies. No one can predict the future. No, um, they for, do have to look five years out. That is part of their job. Same with the FTC. They're right. supposed to look in the immediate future, and so they do have to take that into, effect, into an account. They do have to take it into account, but when you're taking into an account, you also can't make wild outlandish claims. You know, that's where they're skirting an area, and that's why I like how the term was used, that they're cutting corners. They might try to be looking into the future ahead, but they're also, like, let's also look at the facts. Sony beat Microsoft to the concept of a subscription-based gaming service. It is not Microsoft's fault they did it better. Sony sat on that rock and was like, hey, yeah, 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 there you go. There's PS Now. That's all you got. S Microsoft put a lot more nurturing effort, time, and money into it. And that's where it's one of those things. So we're going to penalize a company for being more competitive than the other guy and basically creating a better product. Um, you know, that's where – and this is the funny part about this whole situation – um, I don't know how many shows I've been on. Some of them I've been booed off of and, you know, we, uh, I'm not on some of them anymore. And I remember trying to bring up this whole conversation of everybody getting up in arms, like, Oh my God, we're getting Activision. It's going to be great. And there's gumdrops and rainbows and lollipops. And guess what? I tried to come out and say, reserve your feelings because you have no idea the roller coaster ride you're about to go on. And this is that roller coaster ride I'm talking about. Anybody who thought that Microsoft was just going to be able to spend 70, almost $70 billion without one person trying to raise any kind of a red flag, I'm sorry, but that that's not happening. Now, this is a lot of money. 
Yeah, now Centurion, don't worry, they weren't saying boo, they were saying boo urns. Boo urns. Catch the Simpsons rep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's the funny part about it, though. That's why I tried to warn everybody. Like, don't get, don't like, you know, don't count all your chickens. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't wrap all your feelings up in this because you have no idea. And the FTC is a lot easier to deal with than the CMA. Over here in the United States, you can sue the FTC all day long and have all this litigation and jurisdictional stuff within the courts. It's a lot more difficult over there in the UK. They don't have these huge processes where you can just basically hire all these lawyers and start taking people to court and suing them. It's a much more straightforward process over there and very hard to navigate because of it. Um, and this is where I said, please buckle your seatbelts. This is exactly what's going to happen. Um, do I think that they're going to be able to persevere through this? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But are we going to start seeing, um, basically stipulations towards this merger? Like one stipulation that was thrown out is call of duty might not be allowed to go into game pass over there. Um, and that's where they would have to start geofencing and do all this other stuff to make it kind of like uh what netflix does over here in the united states to mm. watch south park here in the united states you actually have to go to hbo max over there in the uk you can watch it on netflix Th that's a geofencing thing you could have something like that also they are allowed to reach back in time and talk about other things that have taken place like the like the buyout of bethesda one thing they can ask for is like hey uh we want starfield on the ps on the playstation they are totally within their rights to ask for that, both the FTC and the CMA. And do you think Microsoft is going to want to blow a $70 deal over having a game that would literally be locked down on a plastic ecosystem? They're, trust me, they are going to be totally open to any stipulations that are thrown their way. So this is where this is going to be the nitty gritty that I have been trying to warn the community about that is about to take place. Um, and yeah, I mean, literally it's interesting. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting time. Um, I remember when I would tell people that there's no way call of duty can go, um, ex exclusive. It can't, um, for starters, it's a major multiplayer. Um, it, it's foundations are across being a multiplayer. I mean, a, a, a multi-platform game and something like this, like if you tried to basically make call of duty, uh um exclusive you're skirting the uh you're skirting the lines of an antitrust violation because that right there could actually hurt a company that's that's how these government regulatory groups work is they're here to protect the smaller companies and no matter how big sony is sony is only a couple billion dollar company where microsoft is a couple trillion dollar company so therefore the regulators have to do what their job is and that's to look out for the little guy even though sony is technically not a little guy because i mean they make a lot of money but it's also quite a shame that sony does not it, it, why does sony not want to compete why does sony literally if i could be blunt sit on their ass and not do a damn thing except for make almost the exact same style of games over and over and over again 
And it just seems like Microsoft is going to be penalized because basically Sony has become completely complacent in the industry. Now, now, they did just make a huge splurge the other day and bought Savage Studios, which was, oh, wait, sorry, that's a mobile phone studio, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> right. But uh, I can tell you one thing they didn't splurge on, and that's packing materials. Wow, that's so oh. bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like, like, like I, don't, I don't care for that game. Like at all, like like I like seven. It, no, I, like it, I find it to be nonsense, right? But like anyone who does care about it, right? Like I'd pay a hundred dollars for a goddamn to hear Gareth's crispy voice in like the greatest lossless audio of all time, and like I'd pay a hundred. I've seen better leap trade packaging right? than that. But, but like, you know, if if I'm buying a but I, I'm a huge fan, right? And if I'm a huge fan, I'm gonna buy my collector's edition. You know what I mean? And so I feel for any fan, whether I like your game or not. If your collector's edition's coming in a bad condition, I, I, I feel so bad for you, you know what I mean? Because you're excited for that shit, right? I buy collector's editions. I think everyone on here owns at least one, right? All y'all probably oh, yeah. have one collector's edition of something. And, like, we buy that for a reason because we love that fucking franchise or whatever it is. And I'm going to be cursing a lot tonight. I do apologize. Um, on top of buying it for a third time. <laughs> yeah, on top of buying it. For, yeah, right? But, like, if my stuff came all cardboard, but I'd be pissed. I'd be furious. So, so like, I've I got a good for scenario person, for you, people. Crusader. Yeah. Um, so check this out. When, as soon as I saw that envelope, I don't care what anybody says. UPS can be ab abusive. Any delivery service can be abusive. Look, look, in look. that envelope. Sony did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Who, yeah. And let's just say right now, that envelope was an absolute POS. I do shipping, receiving, logistics. The minute I saw that envelope, I was like, oh, damn, somebody was wanting to save on the freaking shipping costs. That's some BS. But here's here's the funny part. So my wife is a makeup influencer. She buys makeup from all over the place. She even has some of this stuff at times shipped in from Australia. Do you know what it's like to be standing there when your wife opens a box and literally a, an eyeshadow palette has been smashed into pieces? Dude, I mean, like, so that's why I had to be like, these companies know how abusive delivery services can get, and they actually try to prevent stuff like that from happening. But when you just vagrantly do not give an F and shove something in a manila envelope and throw it into any mail system, you know damn well that thing's going to get damaged. Yeah. Um, hey, Invader, you mind? I don't know if you were going to have Shockley go next or not. You mind if I do so I don't got to do two sections straight with my voice? Yeah, sure. No but problem. I love Thank you. I love my voice too, and that's why I want to keep it. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, 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 I'm a little bit more optimistic about this than you guys are, evidently. But most of that comes from the fact that on Friday I actually got to sit down with Richard Hogue and talk about this directly with him, right? And the first thing he said on the show was that he thinks the media is blowing this out of proportion, that everyone is blowing this out of proportion, because. Every major regulator that can actually majorly do something about this deal has already gone to, like, a second phase that we know of. Like, the FTC took this to a deeper second phase. We know that. It was reported on way back in June, right? And he said that not only, like, did he completely expect this sequence of events to happen, but it ha does not change his actual 70-30 split on whether or not this deal is going to go through, right? He, he, he said that this change is literally nothing for him. Right. And the one thing he did say was he couldn't believe how wild the three different um, ways they went through the deal 
uh, like the social media one, he was like the social media on Twitter, the whole breakdown on Twitter was a joke, flat out a joke that he was like, the, the, they just had some intern write up all that. He said it was it was the most ridiculous legal um, body uh, like thing that he ever seen. You know what I mean? That like, but going through the the press release, the press release wasn't as bad. And then the, but like neither of those things even actually touched on what the actual legal filings, like the actual legal documents that you can go out and read that they filed in response to this. It, it it's what they said in the press release and in the uh, in the um on the in the Twitter thread is completely blown out of proportion by their own words from what they actually have in the actual legal filing. In the legal filing, their their concerns are like almost well some of them are literally pulled straight out of the the Brazilian regulators uh sections. And we we believe that a lot of this well, he believes at least a lot of this was a response to the Brazilian regulators, like what was said in that and that they want to investigate what they saw from the from statements made in the uh in the Brazilian thing, but he he's like this changes literally nothing in my mind about anything about this deal. He was like he was like if anyone didn't expect it to go to the deepest possible form of uh um investigation from any of these uh uh regulatory agencies that they they're out of their mind, right? This is this was going to happen. Um, and he said that upon going through the documents, their their biggest argument wasn't even really about the console space, but their their biggest argument that they, they went on for about the longest was the fear that locking down some of the absolute largest franchises in gaming, specifically to specific cloud services, could damage the possibility of any other cloud services being able to exist in the cloud sphere. Um... And he said with certainty that it has been his uh, opinion that uh, there was going to be what's called a consent decree, which is Microsoft has to sign, basically alter their deal with some red pen to, to add stipulations to it about what they can and can't do. One thing that people should realize is that that will not have any indefinite things, right? Like, nowhere will... The CMA is not going to expect Microsoft to sign something that says, hey, you have to keep Call of Duty indefinitely on PlayStation, because who knows if PlayStation's going to exist in the future, right? In, t in 15 years, 20 years, who knows? I mean, Sega was... How long was Sega in the in the console market? I, I actually don't know. I I'm pretty sure Sega was out of the console market before I was, like, in in, in kindergarten. Um, hmm. Right? I I'm a young... I'm a youngin' compared to these people on the show. I'm 26 years old. Um, but, uh... You know, so th th these aren't going to be indefinite terms. Nothing that the CMA will ask for will be indefinite. It'll be like, hey, Call of Duty has to be on current platforms that rival yours for 10 years that it's already on. But Microsoft already seems Microsoft already seems to be like, yeah, we're, we're going to do that, right? Like, they came and they flat out said that, look, we're planning for Call of Duty to take the Minecraft path, right? They, they said that in their response to the CMA, right? Call of Duty is going to take the Minecraft uh, path. We plan to put it more places in the full, like literally the full thing. We could finally end that conversation about like, well, maybe the campaigns will be on Xbox only, and or maybe maybe it's only talking about Warzone. No, he literally flat out said that like, look, the full package is going to release on PlayStation the same day it is it on Xbox, and we're going to do it exactly like we did Minecraft because the game itself is a platform and exists differently, right? Like, and a lot of this is to just get Microsoft to come in and put stuff in writing and commit to it in writing with exact details of how many years they're going to commit to it. Because the, 
the CMA and the FTC, they're not stupid. They're not. They, 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 no comp, like Microsoft could say things, but if they, if they don't, if they're not forced to do it in writing, they can turn around and do whatever they want. Cause like a verbal promise is a verbal promise. It means nothing. Well, sometimes they mean things, but in this case it would mean nothing. Right. And well, go ahead, Tim. I, think you're I just to... want to make a quick point, and you can still think. One, yeah. and I'm sorry that I was back and forth, and they just had come on. Um, one of the things that he had said was that uh, what was the wording that Call of Duty would be available for the current gen, and it kind of left the door open, and it sounded like next generation it could it, be, and it would it would depend. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right, Tim. So, I mean, listen, like you're saying, uh, I do think a consent decree is going to happen. I think it's going to happen uh, all around. I think a consent decree is going to happen with uh, Lena, the Khan, and the FTC. Uh, but it, this is not going to be easy. Uh, but one thing I do want to preface is that if they do get blocked or they, or they you know, get, they're going to go to court. And it's going to probably play out in court. But odds on, there's a very good chance Xbox is going to win this because their argument's strong. Um, I just kind of feel that it's it's just inevitable that this is going to happen. And, and I, I kind of do feel, listen, is it really wrong that Xbox is in the position that it's in? I don't think so because they put themselves in that position. Sony could have uh, could have had some type of vision. They're acting like Sony is uh, destitute. That's what got me. It's like you know, for years, how many times have we had thrown in our faces? You know, your console's getting sold four to one. Look at these multiplat sales. You know, Xbox players don't buy games, and it was skewed really towards Sony. You would think that the time that they've had in that position, they would have had a, a, a plan for the future. And they don't, in my opinion, the way they went about their acquisitions and the way this is all unfolded, they didn't have a plan. They just wanted to rest on their laurels. And they thought that, you know, um, Xbox wasn't going to come to play or be taken serious. And now, this shit in their pit. They're they can't compete with some monopoly. I mean, it blows my mind. Uh, for, for five years ago, we were talking about Xbox leaving the console space because Sony's so dominant. Do you guys, do you guys, I mean, I mean, so, you know, and, and the biggest thing is Call of Duty itself could just be a pendulum swing that could absolutely destroy any company if it went to either direction, right? Like, it, it would be, it, it could be the, the, Look how many people buy it a year. It's still the the Vanguard sucked, and it's still the second most selling game on, on all the so, consoles. Is everybody aware of the fact that Xbox, that Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan signed in a, signed an agreement in January? He sent them a letter in January. That's not a signed agreement or anything. That's him saying that, like, look, this is our plan, and our, our plan was for the next several years past our agreement. I'm gonna we're gonna put it on on, on PlayStation, right? To PlayStation, that's like great. You're telling us this now. Put it now. Make it so part of your official. The article I have says Microsoft came out and says that the new statement reads: In January, we provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation, which will feature and and content parity for at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract. An offer goes. Uh, 
an offer that goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. Yeah. So, you know, like, these are the things that they're, they're doing in order to make this deal go through, right? And, again, I, I'm looking at Call of Duty, and I'm actually, like, saying to myself, like, look, is it ever actually going to leave their system? Is it actually a smart thing to make it? Like, think of how many people you'd piss off. Like, you know, that's, you're not going to be pissing off, like, a few people. Like, Elder Scrolls, it's going to make some people mad when it goes exclusive, right? Like, it will. Starfield's yeah. making, you know, it's making, like, a few people mad online. Yeah. Like, but imagine the shitstorm of taking Call of Duty's an annual thing. That's Call of Duty's an annual multiplayer well, game. Well, in the past that is the, Yeah. It, you know, yeah, you're, you're right. It might not be in the future. But, like, it is a... Consist. It'll be a consistent release, nonetheless. If it, whether it goes from one year to two years or three years, whatever, it's still going to be a consistent release. And within those releases, it's going to get consistent content until the next one's out, right? Like, I don't think anyone's denying that. Like, there's ever going to be a point in time where Call of Duty is going to be like, no one's going to be talking about it. Call of Duty is always. Go it's going to be an omnipresent thing for, in perpetuity of gaming until no one wants to play Call of Duty anymore, which I thought we would have hit that point already, and the fact that we haven't hit that point already, I don't think we're ever going to hit a point where people don't want Call of Duty, right? And so, think of how many million people you are going to piss off with Call of Duty leaving. The same thing would have happened with Minecraft. You would have pissed millions of people off had they not, had they taken, had they decided not to release a PS4 version of Minecraft, right? Because, like, Look, look at what Minecraft is. Minecraft is the best-selling individual game of all time, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, right, and Call of Duty is probably sells more, has sold far more than Minecraft, but like they're they're individual releases, right? Like Ghosts is separate from uh, Advanced Warfare, is separate from Infinite, whatever. All the names that I actually don't know, I haven't played since Ghosts, but. Think of how many freaking people you'd piss off, and is it worth it to get all of that negative PR alone? Never mind the damn it, potentially damaging your competition, right? Because it brings in the most revenue on their platform, like more than any other game, and it's literally just a 30% take that they're taking, right? Never mind that. You're, you're going to be pissing people off. You're going to be causing antitrust concerns. So why even bother using it as a an ex, as an exclusive when you can turn it into a platform of its of its own because it is something bigger than Xbox and PlayStation in a way. I've talked about this many times on this podcast, right? And it it just is bigger than them individually. And Minecraft was and what did they do with Minecraft? Well, Microsoft bought it and they brought it to Switch. And they've already talked about doing that with Call of Duty. We've seen them talk about doing that that they want to that the Part of the potential is expanding the platforms of the game, and it's almost like the game is a living, a living thing in itself that is almost like a game pass in itself. Like it, it just is. Like Fortnite is, Apex Legends is, uh, Sony just brought bought Bungie, and they're doing it with not only Destiny but the future worlds that their Bungie is going to create. They're going to doing it with them too, right? Like it. it this is a concept we don't even just see from Microsoft. So, like, they, they definitely want it in writing, and I, I cannot blame the CMA from the CMA or any other company from wanting potentially Call of Duty and Overwatch and even World of Warcraft, right? In some kind of writing that they're not going to that that if they do things with these massive kind of platforms, they're not going to use them to damage competition in some some way, right? Like, because theoretically. 
you, they could damage Final Fantasy fourteen in the MMO space by making WoW just like completely free and just bringing everyone in. And then once Final Fantasy fourteen has been damaged, so they could hike up the the prices of everything in WoW to a billion degrees, right? Like that. That's some of the fears in this. W would Microsoft ever do that? I doubt it, because like that. That's how they almost got torn apart in the early two thousands with the the whole Netscape w browser thing. If anyone remembers that, Microsoft was supposed to be ripped apart as a company in the mm -hmm. early 2000s and they, they weren't fascinating law cases to look up that like no one wanted to deal with actually breaking them up in the united states and it just never happened right they, well, they i can see them to be broken up i i think the game pass play could hurt just as much maybe not yes, to the right. degree of keeping it exclusive but that game pass of like hey the only subscription service this can touch is game pass yes and, and also and yeah. also cloud i mean i think um, exactly. I think that those are two things that, again, Sony doesn't have, but that's because they didn't go with it, but they are very powerful things. The ability to have Ice Park to feel about this, the ability to have Call of Duty on cloud day one is a big deal. You that know, um, potential of that, that takes into the other part of the argument that we were talking about, though, right? With it could damage other people who are trying to come up in the cloud space because Call of Duty is the biggest game that there is. Well, again, though, I agree, but and it's, it's not Sony that it's going to it's, damage. It's, but I agree, but it's like, so, why should Xbox and Microsoft be penalized for doing something that only they would dabble no. into doing? You know what I mean? They, Amazon could do the same thing. Right. And but, Amazon's but, but, getting into this space. They have Luna. And they right. are actually interested, unlike Google, in actually pursuing right. it. Amazon right. just doesn't give up when something doesn't work. They try and try and try again. And owning the largest franchise in gaming could actually end up damaging... So, listen, I, listen I, I don't know what Sony's deal is. I, I, I really believe that they are scatterbrained right now. and they are I agree. Position. And I'm not, that's not fanboy shit. This is stuff that I've talked about, uh, you know, recently with somebody and, and, and I, you know, my heart of hearts. And I, I honestly feel like they're, they're, uh, they're nervous because they haven't listened. Look how long Game Pass took before it really started getting traction and, and, and kind, of, kind of getting understood and how well, uh, how well Xbox is integrated from PC to xCloud to, Yep. You know, cross by. There's so many things that they've done right, and they've set themselves up since 2017 because they knew. And I don't think that they should be penalized. Listen, I agree. They can. You can have a degree. You know, as long as Call of Duty is is a Game Pass Day One. Listen, even if if they if they had said this, the only way you get this deal is is that all your all your Bethesda games now become have to become exclusive or have to become now multi flat because you guys have such a strong position that you have to do that. I would actually say I wouldn't want to do it, obviously, but I would, for the sake of getting the deal done, I would say, okay, as long as they're day one in Game Pass and day one in Cloud, because when you have that and nobody else has that, that makes you. In a way, it's, it, it, you said you said what Porter Rock said. Yeah, it's, it's Game Pass really, is the best exclusive Microsoft exclusive. has. It and is their identity. 
and Igor agreed. So it doesn't really matter if your games are going elsewhere. If you're getting day one for fifteen dollars a month, or if you want to say five dollars a month with 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 this family plan, which is going to be awesome, you know, you know, like it's powerful thing. It's going to be a powerful thing when I have four accounts and I tell my nephew, hey. You got ultimate. And what does that mean? That means you got everything on your phone. You can play all my games. You can play every game in Game Pass. You can play my games on on my console. Stream everything. I have over a thousand games. Go knock yourself out. And then I could say to my best friend Dennis, Dennis, hey man, you know you haven't been gaming a lot, but I know that you always ask me about this stuff. Here's a controller. Just download this app. You're in. You know. That's that's the vision that Xbox has, that they want more gamers and they want everybody in the ecosystem, and they have the recipe. I just would really think it would be shitty if that the, this deal gets shot down, and really I think it would be a, a something that would be a big a big blow. In the, it would be a, the what do they say? The, you lose the wind in your sails. Yeah. Uh, you know mm-hmm. that type of thing could happen, and I I think it could happen. But, you know, uh, a lot of people argue with me and say, Tim, you know, you're wrong. And listen, from the day one on here, from day one on 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 this show, we all said Call of Duty will be multi-plat. And there were so many people that were saying that we wouldn't. We were wrong. But we read, we read the way Phil was acting. I knew when Phil put that tweet out what the deal was. Um, and now here we are right now. And I was told, no, they would never be able to block this. It's a, this not a monopoly. You don't know what you're talking about, Tim. You know, and it's very real right now that the deal could definitely be, um, you know, challenged, and this might be a fight in court. And fights in court go on a long time. Yeah, you know, I don't see. The biggest thing is like people like like when I'm saying like, oh no, you know, like 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 they could be damaging the cloud space. Well, they can do kind of like what the MLB asked the MLB made Sony contractually do with their last contractual thing, right? Where it's like, okay, for the next so many years, you need to you need to make sure by this date that you prioritize releasing a version on Amazon Luna. Guess what? Amazon Luna is like a billion and a half different service. Amazon Luna is the most subs- confusing subscription service that there is on the planet. And I'm going to tell you what, with Call of Duty, Microsoft's not really caring about, like, they, they want it on Game Pass. That's it. And it'll push Game Pass. Because you know why? Game Pass is on console, cloud, and PC. There's an option for everyone. It, it coming to Luna and like someone having to get go into the because uh, Luna has channels right you subscribe to the different channels in Luna there's an Ubisoft channel where you can get all of the games that Ubisoft has put on Luna right, right. and then there's there's other developers channels and you can subscribe to each of them independently so if Microsoft's putting on a little like Call of Duty channel on Luna that ain't that ain't gonna really move the needle that much except for maybe in the actual cloud department that ain't gonna change a thing for us dedicated console gamers that ain't gonna change a thing for pc gamers who want game pass right that's not really gonna change a thing for people on cloud who want who want who want the 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 game pass experience of like all the games that they put on game pass right it's just making sure that like they don't have a like just raw dog advantage over um yes the thing is is that uh, is that a big deal? Is that actually a big deal? That's that's what I gotta ask people. Are you actually gonna be that mad that they have created a Luna version of the game when no. you, with your great service you're getting like Starfield and Call of Duty yeah. and Elder Scrolls? Who cares? Let the Luna people enjoy what they got. Like, if it's, Xbox it's... gets this deal, yeah. 
we all we all we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. But and... is that is it wrong for that to be the case? Like it might like see that's not I I don't see an argument against it because yeah. what Xbox does is is it gives you the ability to play games on more devices on every device that you have, take the game that you want with you. And to be honest, it's 2022. That's the way I want to have my content. Okay? And somebody is antiquated and can't do that or didn't want to invest in that, that's not my problem. Yeah, and Tim, remember, we were having a discussion, what, last week? You know, there was comments going back to 2016. They were like, oh, you know, what are are these console makers? What's Xbox doing putting their games back on PC? Now we're like, oh, hey, you know, why not just put it, you know, put everything out there, right? Who cares? I could give two shits shits if every Xbox game was on PlayStation, right? As long as this is my cares. Is it on PlayStation? As long as it's on Game Pass? Yeah, as long as it's on Game Pass, that's number one. If it's a PC game, you're damn right I want my cross-buy. I want to be able to have all those games attached to my Windows service. And you know why? Because, you know, I might not play them now on on Xbox, but you know what? In 10 years, devices natively will be able to play these games, you know, like like it's a joke, because as tech evolves, everything else evolves. It becomes more powerful. So, yeah, I want that digital content, you know, and I want I want it there day one, and um, you know, the it's it's crazy, but because we were so, listen, I remember in 2017, I remember, and it was uh, it was actually about this show. Rand had left the show, TXR, and so did Maka, and I talked to Rand, and he like basically. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, you know, we we talked to him, said that, and I was kind of like, I was at Two Brothers Pizzeria. I had, uh, I was eating um, chicken, uh, chicken Scarpiello, which is a good deal, uh, New York style. So it's very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm reading the Twitter, and I'm reading Peter Kleptic, Colin Moriarty, Jason Schreier all make fun of Xbox, saying that Xbox is a shell of their old self. They should leave the console space. They cannot compete with Sony. Sony is too strong. And they were basically mocking Xbox and and laughing at its own demise. I just remember it vividly. And I remember thinking to myself, I said, one day I hope these guys eat their words. Those guys now are eating the words, okay? They basically, what they, they, they're actually now, uh, you know, rooting for a block uh, because Xbox is becoming so powerful or whatever you want to call it. So those times I remember and, 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 and and I remember them like they were yesterday and, uh, and I'm sure Phil does too. I'm sure Phil saw this all. So, you know, for where they are now to, to where they were, you know, you're talking light years. And, and, you know, it's it's about to take that next step. If they get Call of Duty, they will definitely be the number one uh, provider in video games. And, and in my opinion, that's okay. Uh, you know, you're going to have, like somebody said, when you have a $67 billion deal, no matter what, you're going to go into phase two. No matter what, you're going to go into secondary, uh, you know, uh, look. Uh, it's just a matter of the, you know, the the, the matter of, of the size of the deal. 
Um, I don't but... think a lot of people realize this with the size of this deal. This is the well, number one, it's the largest gaming acquisition <laughs> of all time, right? The Bethesda one was the biggest up until Zynga, and then yeah. like, a few weeks after Largest Zynga. Microsoft acquisition, period. <laughs> this is like the fifth largest acquisition of one company to another globally yeah. ever, right? Like, yeah. it's, they it's, can tell it the regular. Yeah. top three. It's, it, it, of course, everyone's going to look at it. Especially if you yeah. didn't think it was going to happen, just, right? Just tell the regulators Bobby Kotick's going to stay in power if we don't take over, so. Because <laughs> he has no reason thing. to leave. That's a big thing. That's, that's actually <laughs> one of the reasons, like, a lot of the reasons why this deal will probably go through, again, with a consent decree, mm-hmm. is... Because it will shift and change the comp- that company, and like you've, we've already seen Microsoft agree company wide to like have a completely neutral and not even attempt to persuade people through legal means to not join unions in order to get this deal through. That is a massive, massive, massive statement to make from one of the largest companies in the world mm-hmm. and in, in a tech industry that hates unions. To, yeah. to get that. And so on principles, like the FTC may let it through because they got concessions yeah. that they want. You know what I mean? Like the, CWA, you're right. CWA uh, yeah. basically um, they, they, got, they wrote a letter of support. Yeah. They've done the right things. Listen, Brad Smith uh, has, has you know, had this deal um, and, you know, held it uh, he's done a really good job. I just think it's 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 definitely you know he owns a big box for for a reason. He's my Microsoft's basic uh, their number one lawyer. I you know I love talking to Pactor about this stuff. I really feel like uh, I sometimes DM Pactor and I ask him and and he you know gives me his opinion. Uh, maybe we can get him on the show one time because he really has a really strong understanding of this stuff. And uh, you know, you know, people uh, joke around about him, but no, the guy, the guy definitely knows. Uh, you know, he's a lawyer and he's he's very well versed. Um, you know, so I mean, I like like bouncing the stuff off off of him and stuff and finding out. And uh, you know, in, in the end, I do think that the deal go through with consent decree. Uh, and even it might be in a consent decree also to to fire Bobby Kotick and, and hire somebody. But here's the thing. If Kotick gets let go, he has a $65 million, I think it's uh, $65 million golden parachute. And, and if you guys are not uh, familiar with that, basically it's, it's, I guess, his contract says if he's let go or he leaves, he's entitled to this you know, CEO money. So um, people who want to have him suffer, uh, are you going to really suffer? Make somebody suffer when they're, they're leaving on sixty-five million? So uh, that's going to be interesting. Unfortunately, he owns the company; it's his company. You can't make him yeah. suffer. Like where, 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 where he goes, I don't know. I know um, Will and him uh, have always been friendly, but uh, I don't think you probably would be in the right. Uh, in the right scheme of things to have him still run it. I think that um, that'll be addressed, uh, you know, and, and the exclusivity deals of, of, of all this will be addressed. Decrees will definitely be made, uh, you know, but uh, it's just been such a whirlwind uh, since this has, has been uh, announced that it's even in my, in my, I feel has affected Microsoft in a way, because I do think that, 
you know, we're going to go and talk about Halo and, and you know, Crusader's going to give his uh, opinion. I'm also going to give mine. Um, but in people right now, I get a lot of DMs like they want Bonnie fired. Uh, I don't think that's happening. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that because uh, basically because of what's going on with the CMA and the deals that are that are uh, put put forward right now. I, I don't think that Microsoft focus is on Halo and it maybe should be, but uh, this is how big this deal is. They are holding their breath, uh, and you you would think that that would be the case if on a sixty seven billion dollar deal. Mm-hmm. Halo being yeah. in not a good place actually kind of helps the deal, um, because mm. it shows that they're struggling as an organization. So like that that's I don't want to say that like they're doing it on purpose, but like that is like a, a genuine like benefit of halo not doing well is like they can be like well we're not we're not yeah. a market leader at all mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah. it was like being fortnite they would yeah you're right that would actually hurt them because they would be like you're now gonna have call of duty and you're also gonna have halo the two top you know, if halo was what it was and it's still say it was back to halo 3 when it was how popular it was it's like that now you're damn right that would be brought up uh, so you're right, in a way. Another good point. I don't mm-hmm. think they're doing anything like that on purpose. I don't want anyone to get any conspiracy theories no. in their head. No. But, like, certainly it ain't, hurt, it ain't hurting their cause. Right, right. Yeah. We'll we'll get into Halo for a second. I just want, like, just to round off this topic, uh, Eric, do you uh, agree with what everybody's saying? Or, like, do you, do you have your own thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, pl- you know, please go into detail. Yeah, for the, uh, for the most part, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything stopping this deal there's too much money microsoft's too big they have too much uh you know lobbyist support (laughs) um so there's no ways so they're because anything that the regulators are going to come across they're going to concede to to make it go through so they're just whatever they ask them to do they're going to do it um but yeah i mean at at, that and i think yeah to that point them not doing so well is is going to play into their well them being like you know the third <laughs> basically since the switch has come back so strong um they can point to that um or point to like sony's dominance and what sony's doing with they're kind of doing their own thing hey they might have not have billions of liquidity that they feel comfortable percentage wise because it'd be a much bigger portion of their uh available uh cash flow to like purchase like a a Bethesda or Activision. So but what they're doing is, you know, taking up the uh third party game third party big third party games like uh Final Fantasy and, you know, pretty much anything that they can get their hands on. So um so that plays into their uh you know, they can argue that like, hey, they're out here blocking up exclusives. You know, some of these big titles like not in the level of Call of Duty, but are the big players in, in the gaming space uh, that are multi-plat normally. So, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to go through um, probably uh, sooner than what they expected from all the, you know, rumors that we're hearing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I <laughs> hopefully we get more of those uh, ones that we got from Brazil or you got to see the inner workings mm-hmm. or the inner like you know complaints from both sides that was hilarious but mm-hmm. yeah no. we don't get those very much because most of them get 
you know, tight-lipped. They're not as public. We don't hear anything about the EU. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. But, uh, yeah, guys, either way, it's going to be interesting. I mean, me personally, you know, we still got some months to go through here. It's not going to be as quick as the Bungie deal with, you know, through Sony, obviously. That got rubber stamped uh, pretty, pretty quickly, really. Um, But I'm hopeful maybe, who knows, maybe February, something like that. Hogue said he still thinks quarter one, 2023. Okay. Yeah, like, that's still even after the CMA, he said it's quarter one, twenty twenty three. Probably late. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean we've already what, it was announced in mid January. Yeah, that would we be about be... fourteen months. Because mm-hmm. who's left to... and the regulators? We to try to get Hogue and Pactor on the same show. I know that they're a fan of each other. Well, so. I've been talking to Hogue, but hey Tim, if you want to talk to Pactor yeah, I could probably get Mike on the show. I would have to talk to him, especially if we, if we get Hogue. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, he would probably be interested. Uh, so I will, uh, I will venture out. Right. Sunday might be tough for him, but uh, I will let him. Uh, I will talk to him. All right, sounds like a plan, my friend. Um, all right, guys, we will move on to the next topic. But first, uh, to everybody in the chat, uh, you know, it's wonderful having you all here, seeing a lot of uh, really cool people in the chat, some new faces, some regulars. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure to hit the like button as it does really genuinely help us out. Uh, sub to the channel if you haven't already, because, hey, we put on some pretty awesome shows, have some great discussions. And, hey, share this out. Let everybody know that we're live having these really good discussions with regards to xbox gaming and hey pretty in a couple of seconds halo so let everybody know but uh yeah guys on to our next topic uh, topic speaking of which and this one's potentially going to get uh kind of spicy <laughs> to say the least um a few days ago 343 industries provided an updated content roadmap for halo infinite that seemed to well it seemed to let down a lot of halo fans uh they announced a, a free winter update with free 3 level battle pass uh however you know there's a forge beta that will also uh, be pushed back uh this winter with the update uh, there's a lot of different stuff announced here. However, this is kind of a, a touching point. Uh, the local couch co-op split screen that was announced a while back has seemingly been pushed back or, well, put on the back burner as uh, or even canceled uh, from the looks of things just to focus on other stuff. And yeah, it just it did not go over very well. Um, Eric Shockley, buddy, I'll head straight to you on this one. Uh, first thing. Uh, what's your take on 343's Halo content update? Did you like what they put out there? Did you like the roadmap? Because, I mean, they're getting grilled over this uh, currently. Yeah, I mean, as they, they've they've definitely earned that for sure. Um, yeah, I think they just... it's a, Yeah, it's unfortunate that they... That they're being so ambitious with, like, the Forge, because we've seen some of the leaks of that and, like, what it can do, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, this is, <laughs> this is, like, some Dreams-level shit in Halo Forge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with the co-op, at least the part that people were, like, um, really upset, it seemed to be really upset about, like, it was on the level of, like, them delaying co-op, like, it was on the same level <laughs> um, I just didn't I didn't really 
get that. I get people wanted to have split screen, but we didn't have it in the last Halo. I can't remember if it was in Halo 4. Um, so it wasn't like, hey, the last Halo, we had it, and then you just now took it away. It was just like, hey, they promised back in like, you know, five years ago, <laughs> or Bonnie Ross did, who's, I don't think, a dev at all. Um, I think he just manages the studio. Um, I'm pretty sure in four. Promised it. Oh, sorry. I just, I'm pretty sure in four we did, but it was five where they cut it out entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to me, I, yeah, I played a ton of split screen. That's where I got my start with, with my friend when he first got an Xbox and we were playing CE. But back then, you didn't have Xbox Live wasn't up. Couldn't play, hey, I'm playing co-op from my home. I don't have to leave. Because if we did that, we would have just, <laughs> just done it back then. And then you had Halo 2, which uh, had terrible co-op because that mode is, you know, you, you can't even, <laughs> unless both of you are top of the line really, really good, even then it's a shit show. But you can't, like, take somebody that's not that great and, you know, drag them through the co-op store because it'd be terrible because they would get shot by the snipers on legend like unless you're you know playing the lower difficulty levels i guess um but that whole co-op kind of sucked and then halo 3 i I, back in 07 yeah none of us were doing uh, split screen back then because we're all hey we're on xbox live and oh i'm not gonna leave my house i'm just gonna hey just jump on gears jump on halo i don't need to go anywhere i don't need to go and split screen and then we both got this tiny because a lot of us back then still didn't have like giant 55 65 inch tvs so split screening i had i saved up money bought a high def uh widescreen crt um so i could get high def and that was six seven hundred dollars just to get that at least on a smaller scale 32 inch but if i had to split screen that shit back then it would be like hey i can kind of see <laughs> it'd be terrible um, so, I mean, I get that people want it, obviously, you know, you've got, you know, big TVs for cheap and people want that like novelty, I guess. Um, but I mean, I just didn't get it to the degree that people are upset, like, oh, you guys did promise it half a decade ago, but oh, okay, you guys couldn't figure it out. Um, and then people were like really upset to like, like the, you know, rug was pulled out from under them. Like, <laughs> I didn't really expect them to come back with that, but I didn't, I didn't even think I knew that they were had promised that because since I didn't do it before. Um, but yeah, unfortunately she shouldn't have promised stuff that she doesn't, you know, at, at that early stage though, they're probably in early planning. Who knows on what degree of level they were making it a giant open world. And obviously they've had, you know, you've had those Reddit posts of the issues that, Hey, how do we do two four person co-op and still make it a halo experience? That's what, uh, What's his face? The uh, who's running the uh, <laughs> dev team now? Um, escaping my name, or escape his name escapes me. Um, but he was talking about like, hey, this co- he came in and the co- was saying the co-op the way it was was not the way. It's not the Halo feel. Like you can't just make it like, hey, I can. I don't know. It was kind of broken the way it was working. Get to give you that Halo feel of like, hey, it's still challenging, but I can't just, you know, I'm respawning too soon or not early enough or you know you want to get that right balance with the co-op to make it actually an enjoyable experience and i don't think any game that size has a two or like four person co-op um because i think everybody was saying oh borderlands does it but borderlands is much smaller scale 
than Halo. So nothing on that. So I don't think a game exists. So they're, that does this. So, you know, their ambitions were super high with Forge and Co-op, and maybe they should have brought those way back down. And both of them would have been out the, uh, you know, door by now, and they wouldn't <laughs> had to delay anything. And um, I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing that's probably what they should have done. You know, going from Halo 5, they uh, I think they started to let, develop new Halo, and then they saw the the backlash with that, and then they started to scrap and like, hey, we got to go back to you know <laughs> the drawing board to see what our fans actually want, and they su succeeded on like the gameplay aspect. Um, but yeah, still kind of dropped the ball with, you know, content and, um, they've still struggled with that with like they did with Halo 5 to get content out the door. Um, you know, to get big team battle out, <laughs> out the door that I think yeah. that was delayed on the Halo 5. So, I mean, they've had those struggles. So hopefully, uh, yeah, Joseph Staten going forward, hopefully at least they can keep him. Cause it seems like going forward, if he's in control, you know, stuff's going to be done the right way and he's not going to have to come in like fixed, you know, cause he was saying, cause he's been there from the basically almost it's, you know, inception. He knows what Halo is supposed to be and whatever it was when he came in was like a mess. Um, so hopefully they pay him the good money and hopefully what he, you know, puts out here going forward when Forge hits, when co-op hits, it's great, and then hopefully, you know, split screen, it sucks, but, I mean, at that point, <laughs> at least we got co-op by that point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, totally criticize them for it whenever someone, you know, makes promises, you know, but I I can see it from Bonnie Ross's when people were giving her a lot of flack. I, I was like, she shouldn't have said it, <laughs> but I was like, hey, it was, 20, what, 2017 when well, she said it? <laughs> So well, a lot of shit changes since then. So shock. I'm gonna fit into it in my thing, but she promised a little more than just the next game would have it. She promised every FPS Halo game in the future would have it. She didn't just yeah. promise Infinite was gonna have it. She promised that she said no, they learned I, that's a painful why I'm asking, lesson like, and that she, it should be coming back. Was the game plan to make it this level scale of Halo in that moment? Right. So, based thing. on her promise, I don't know if she knew. they have done this scale of Halo? That that that's an argument to be made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that's the issue of like promising, like maybe at some point this will well, uh, this scale of Halo will get back, you know, co-op split screen, and they'll be able to do it no problem. Well, is it the scale or is it the issue? is it the engine itself? Is it the split uh, split space engine? It could itself? be. I just because modern vintage. Modern, uh, modern uh, vintage gamer uh, was the one that brought up the whole, you know, level of like scale. He's like, "Is any game ever done anything like this?" And that's when people Far were kind of bringing up Borderlands. So it was like, "Oh, you're right. There isn't a game that exists from what we can anyone could name on, <laughs> you know, Twitter. I couldn't see. I didn't see anybody else naming anything else that's done anything like this. So I think with that and what we've seen with with Forge." how ambitious that is looking. I think they just kind of, <laughs> maybe they should have took small steps and just like, hey, let's just nail the next game and not like make a giant Halo map that's, the <laughs> you know, like the freaking size of a, you know, five sky, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a giant ass fucking map from, from how high oh, you no can doubt. go. 
hair wise <laughs> no doubt shock like it's ridiculous but i mean at the same time it's like you know they people were waiting and waiting for again like forge information and other information and then people started because of uh recent updates uh people had well got access through glitching or whatever it may be uh, to access forge and different files and you know as people were playing around with it there was all this cool stuff being revealed and you know it just kind of sucked because like 343 wasn't releasing anything themselves they're very mum about it and it's just like oh you know it'd be cool even if they had like a few official images oh yeah you know you could use you know we're gonna be you know have the you know these canvases and whatnot recently they spoke about it but it took a long time for them to just relay that to the fan base it was just kind of odd in my opinion yeah i i think that's what because you had the people before joseph staten like chris lee was promising certain things uh i think maybe rachel just when they were had at that level of like whatever Halo was at that point. And then when Joseph Staten came in and he was like, Hey, the way, cause we heard how like broken and how the campaign just wasn't making it, making too, too much sense from like a Halo perspective and the story, like a straight story, linear story somewhat. <laughs> cause you, you might want to give it that open world feel, but you still want to like, Hey, what's the main like narrative? You don't want it to be completely like, like a Skyrim where you get completely lost. Yeah, there is a main story, but that was not like driving a certain narrative. I've never finished an Elder Scrolls game because I'll spend thousands of hours doing everything else and I'll move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanted that like, hey, we still want people to finish it and get the story because that's important to Halo. We can't just have people, you know, spending all these hours and not moving on <laughs> to certain things. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the point where he came in and some of the promises that Chris Lee made were not being kept when Joseph came in and was like, hey, this is going to get need to get reworked. Hey, we're going to have to delay. We promised co-op. Chris Lee promised co-op. And they were like, hey, okay, so co-op's going to be there day one, basically. I think someone asked him. But now Joseph came, Joseph came in. They were like, hey, we still get, we delayed this game a whole year. It needs to get out the door. That's... You know, that's probably what, at some point, sometimes a game has to ship for the amount of money they put in it. Sure, Microsoft has billions of dollars, but at a certain point, Xbox needed a title. Like, they weren't just going to live on Forza Horizon. Like, they needed something for it. Halo Halo campaign was great. They nailed the... the, they nailed the multiplayer as far as the way the game plays, the gameplay. The problem with 343 is, in my opinion, they are way too arrogant. They are way too um, silent to their fan base. Uh, they don't answer questions. They make promises, and then they don't say, sorry, we've done this. Uh, they really should be held accountable for for what's been going on. Uh, you guys know I've been very fair with three four three. Uh, I've had arguments with Crusader when this started up. Um, that we had to give them time, but they've had time for them <clears throat> to come out and to give out that timeline, and still have questions unanswered. Like, listen, you promised. Yeah. For me, 
you promised me ray tracing. And you don't you can't even you can, the, the the community manager who loves to answer questions and uh loves to answer anything that's simple will 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 surely answer them. But you ask him a hard question and or Joseph Staten or anybody from Bungie and it's complete silence. And they have such a huge fan base of passionate fans. You talk about Uber Nick, you talk about all of their, you know, diehards uh, that make content for about Halo and love Halo. They're upset, and that should say something. And uh, I do think that, um, let's be honest, uh, you know, I know people want a firing, and they want they want new leadership. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily would think that's a good thing because if you're pissed off about timelines now, if you fire somebody, your timelines are going to even go further out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie for the foreseeable future. As long as, like, I feel fine about that if Joseph is staying. Right. It's like but okay, I, she's just going to manage, make sure payroll gets paid you know right but they need to talk to the fans they need to answer questions you know what if they can't hit stuff okay why can't you hit it what happened here what the hell happened here why don't we have co-op why do why is everything backed up what's going on with ray tracing are you still going to have uh do you still think that we're going to have another campaign like Mm. i I just think that their ego i've met people in 343 and it seems like they act like they're they're above it all. And that's what yeah. gets me. And that's why I cannot defend them anymore. And um I mean everybody's going through this for like Destiny like Destiny did it and there's so many of my friends that never going back well, to that game. Like huge chunks of that community that were diehard one and two and they're just never coming back and Bungie's definitely arrogant and said, hey, we don't have to, oh, you guys are going to, you guys don't need to come back because we're not going to make it a pleasant experience for you to onboard to come back. So we'll just take our, our you know, big, big pocket of fans that are diehard and they'll come back and play the content. But for those of you that got pissed off with Destiny 2 and yeah, well, we don't need you. So we'll say that still, about that. I do think we're just going to do this final point. All right. With that, I do think, though, if they ever can get Forge out and they ever can get co-op out, people might change their tune. But again, it still doesn't discount how their their attitude is. Right now, I, I think as far as their communication with Xbox, and Xbox itself um, has always prided itself on communication. When it comes to 343, they're absolute shit and... Um, they deserve right now, in my opinion, the criticism that they're getting. Well, Xbox oh, Game totally. Studios, Xbox Game Studio. Well, sorry, uh, like they should, like I think we should have some communication from maybe Matt Booty or Phil. Like I, I think that they should get a little more involved here because three four three. I mean, you know, Tim, I've been like you. I've cut them a lot of slack in the past. Halo Four was their first game. I was like, okay, you know, they there was a couple of things, and that was even bad. No, like, no, no. And Halo Four story is great, and then yeah, Four yeah. was still a competent multiplayer. No, and but I, I, I it like, just was following the trend, and they should have said we shouldn't have done that. 
No, but I like some things that they did. Halo 5, okay, they couldn't get Forge on time. It was only like a month and a half, whatever, and a few other things. At least down the line, they had a plan. This time around, it's like, you know, the way that they were going to launch the game when they revealed it, it was like, what the hell are you guys doing? I, I loved the art direction and everything that you were doing, but like, you know, can you imagine if that game came out in 2020? Holy crap, to launch? Like, this is Halo. It, Halo is the, the face of Xbox from the original to now. Master Chief's face is plastered on that console. You look at the Xbox Series X uh box you know around the back of it power your dreams with uh master chief on that you know it's a shame to see what uh, the franchise has become this is a staple for uh, ip for uh your console for your brand and to see 343 just kind of treat it the way it is even xbox even microsoft as a whole I'm I like again I'm not a fan. I think that they should be doing very better with the quality for this IP. Um you look at the season roadmap. Like let's let's take season 2's roadmap. You know, it changed a lot from when it first got announced. I mean, okay, they you know, they had a couple of uh, good modes there that they put out, but even Last Spartan Standing, they removed it recently just because it's just like, I don't know, they did, there was like not enough players apparently. Uh, the network co-op got pushed back. Mission Replay was got got pushed back, which again, Mission Replay, a staple of the series. The Forge Beta got pushed back. Uh, sandbox items, uh, the, as far as I know, there wasn't anything added. That got pushed back, and even more. They're missing these targets worse and worse and worse as time goes on. They have issues adjusting to these uh, to this live service. And I don't know, just like season three, the target date itself, I just, I, I, I have a feeling that it's just going to be missed. Like my, my faith in their, their live service uh, for this and the content being pumped out to me is just very like lackluster and the communication from the studio and Xbox itself has just been kind of underwhelming personally. Yeah, I think it's like kind of the management shift um, and then trying to catch up. They went probably way too ambitious on, cause that's the other thing they can't, they're trying to get something to work and they're obviously struggling. It's not like they're super like, Hey, well, they're super, super, super slow, you know, at dev. I think they're just like, Hey, we're trying to get this shit to work. And this forge editor, which is supposed to be crazy. <laughs> Maybe they should have scaled that back and just made also a more linear Halo. They probably could have focused and made a, you know, 90 plus, you know, rated Halo that everybody loves. And, you know, so, it's it's more of the same and not done this whole open world that has really cool aspects of it, but is going to take a way you need to, from the get-go, or someone like Joseph Satan needs to be there throughout the entire thing. And to have, if he had been there from the beginning doing all this, we probably would have got all this stuff day one with an yeah. issue. But since he's having to try to, like, hey, you got, this isn't this is completely broken, we need to whole, totally rework this. That's probably why co op wasn't making it for release or no. why Forge was kept getting pushed back. Forge is interesting because I actually did learn something over the weekend and I looked it up and verified it myself. You guys remember a project from Xbox called Project Spark? Yeah. Yes. It was, to, it was 
It was oh. supposed to be basically like dreams. Oh, are you talking? Didn't the dev team move over to the Halo Forge team? The the dev team from Project Spark is the Halo Forge team. So that's why Spark. That's why like the Forge has a huge um scope. Like Forge itself has a huge scope because like they they moved the team from. The, the, basically, they they merged the concept of Project Spark into Halo. Um, but 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 just for that scope, like that, I don't think the scope of that was ever going to close. Like whether or not this was going to be a standalone thing on its own or whatnot. But like that that's part of the reason why that has such a big scope. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I they combined I, I their eggs into one basket. Yeah, and I think they have definitely valid like criticisms, but I think that also hurts them is them being like first party because they're gonna get more <laughs> vilified. Because when when Call of Duty does shit like this, they've been, they've been vilified to a point, but people still, okay, I'm just gonna buy it no matter what, <laughs> play it no matter what, <laughs> even though it's the same rehash. Um, and they'll get vilified to a point, and then people move on. Like, okay, cool. Oh, I'm in Call of Duty this year. So, but with Halo, it's like it's just gonna be people are gonna shit on it just to shit on it because it's Xbox. And it's like, hey, you guys shitted on God of War, so we're gonna shit on this. Even though we have no, we're not even a fan of it or play it, I'm just gonna shit on it to shit on it, just because it's Xbox. Um, so they're gonna get that on top of valid criticism. Um, but you know, when when what happened with the Last of Us, like the best best dev and one of the best devs out there, period, Naughty Dog, when they were like, hey, this we're moving this big scope, we're just gonna cut it, and we're not gonna even give you. Uh, updates at all you will never hear about this and we're just gonna cut it even though we promised it but and people were like oh and there was basically not very few people <laughs> when you go back to twitter when they announced that had any like oh yeah take your time yeah who cares and i there was some minority of <laughs> you know like broken games hd and uh jack moves johnny who plays like factions that were like no nah, this is messed up they can't just like cut that um, but a lot of people just like, ah, who cares? <laughs> so it's like, and, and they okay. didn't give you any timetable still to this day. I don't think they've given us really any update. Yeah. Whereas at said... least Bungie's trying to do that and like trying to like, Hey, we're, we're working on this. I don't, <laughs> who knows what's going on on the other, but see that I, that sometimes they just get too much shit. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I I just, it just seems like people are like, upping this to a high high octane like cyberpunk like levels of being deception you know like hey you guys totally fucked us over or sorry screwed us over on this and had us purchase this and it's completely absolute broken trash mess but mm -hmm. no go ahead yeah uh actually you know uh oh, I thought Crusader was no yeah well you know what? I want Centurion Do to Centurion first. I want Centurion to chime in here. I know Crusader's gonna go on. Do, Do Centurion first. Let there be a calm before the storm. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> all right, Centurion. Oh man, I, I I walk around with a can of gas sometimes. It's Fair. true. I still I, I... think it'll be a calm before the storm. Oh no, he's Whoa. not lying. I've seen the pictures. Uh, he carries gas around with him all the time. I'll just I'll, <laughs> I'll just add some benzene to the to the gas pile. Well. If for me, it's the gas of, look, um, when they released the roadmap, 
I knew the community was not going to be happy. And when I say the community, I mean the Halo community. Um, I don't know what demographic Microsoft is going for, what, what they consider the, the actual community is for Halo. Are we talking... Uh, the person that watches the television show and just uh, plays the game uh, here and there and is not, like, excuse the expression, emotionally invested into Halo? Or are they looking for the demographic of the person who, like, goes out and wears Master Chief pajamas? Um, I mean, like, lives and breathes Halo, and there's that emotional investment. And... You know, honestly, there has to be a point in time where we just have to accept that they fucked up. Excuse the expression. 343 did mess up. Maybe they are a little conceited. Um, maybe the pandemic played a big role in what we don't really know. Like, we're not really there with them. Uh, it's not like Halo devs are really coming out and spilling all the beans to the world. Um you know, sometimes you bite off more than you chew and I mean, more than you can chew. And there's the situation of, you know, we're talking about an open world game. You know, the fact they went down that avenue of an open world game has totally affected, um, has totally affected how this game was going to be put out to the masses. Um, Co-op. I mean, like, so this is where like, so this is also some of the other things. If you guys want a game to come out with all the bells, whistles, and all this glitz and glamour, you can't sit there. And when they released, we all remember Craig during the E3 thing, and nobody was happy with what was revealed with Halo. I was perfectly fine with it. I've seen much worse. I've seen way worse. You know what the thing is? I was not emotionally invested in something that was a a concept piece for an e3 stage um and there was in no way in my mind like yes this is the finished product right here everybody lost their damn minds we had screen captures people taking uh, cell phone photos and de-resing them on down to the uh the social media accounts it got stupid so now we basically put them in a pot in a point where well we got to rebuild it we got to put more time into it there was delays that were actually the community's fault. That's I'm not trying to be sugarcoat it, but some of these delays were the community's fault from the community reaction. So some of this stuff could have been like, I just don't understand why we let some games have a pass and other games not have a pass. Um, some things are graded on a curve. Some things are not. The big situation for me is obviously Halo Infinite is not for all the Halo fans. You're never going to make a product that appeals to 100% of the masses. Regretfully, it's turned out this way. So at this point, if it's not what you want, it is time to move on and just realize that Halo Infinite exists. They went down the road of open world. There's no way to reverse that. Co-op was a, I mean, uh, split screen was a casualty of going down that road. We should be allowing developers to somehow experiment and have a little bit of fun with trying to create new concepts and maybe broaden the reach of a game and really try to hash out new mechanics and new ideas to push the game forward into a new generation. Because at the end of the day, 
let's just face it. The people that were playing the Halo 1s, the Halo 2s, and the Halo 3s were an aging demographic. The new demographic is actually getting uh, getting their jollies off and their and their excitement from games like Fortnite, Battle Royale games. I mean, like, literally, I never thought Battle Royale would get as big as it is. There's a new demographic. We can't sit here and act like we're not aging out of gaming and that the new demographic is bigger than us. So maybe this game does appeal to the right demographic that Microsoft is aiming for. It just doesn't appeal to us. Wait for the next Halo game. I'm not trying to be mean in saying that, but they can't just go back and be like, well, we're going to make the game linear now to get split screen. The mechanics didn't work. It, It really stinks. It really sucks, you know, but people should be allowed to fail without them being burned at the cross. You know what? And that's where I'm not going to sit here and say that it's okay. But sometimes the best time to learn is when you fail. And 343 is failing right now, and they know this. And they are trying to fix the problems that they have with the situation that was created because Halo Infinite is not going anywhere. And all we can do is hope for that they can smooth out the wrinkles and basically iron out all the details and make a functional game that appeals to a a demographic of gamer that is willing to support it. And then they got to kind of like, you know, sorry, take their ball, tail between their legs, and try again. And that's where, I mean, what can you do? Like, there's other options, you know, give the game to a different studio. If, if Microsoft feels 343 can't do it, um, get some new leadership in there with some new ideas. But at the very least, I still stand by people should be allowed to experiment and try to do new things to draw, to bring in new blood and new concepts to something because that, I mean, you're never going to know. And I think it's really, it's really interesting when we all try things Um, you know, when we want to try something new or go out something for ourselves personally to make our lives better, we always get that phrase, what's worse that's going to happen. You're just going to fail and you just pick yourself up and try again. But for some reason in game development, if you fail, you're in the crosshairs of some very, very, I mean, like some very hurtful things. I mean, like, I mean, it comes down to like, I mean, like, we've seen death threats and all sorts of stuff take place on developers that didn't fail to meet someone's ideals. Just accept the fact that maybe the game isn't for you. Not trying to be mean. All right. All right. No, that's a, no, that's a a fair take. I mean, you know, again, like, um, yeah, I, like there are things like again there are uh, again people who generally like the way that the game's going the uh so for for a lot of people again the the content roadmap is you know fine for them whatever is there and so on i mean hey i, I like the campaign i'll admit i mean you know there were some issues blah 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 but overall i mean i thought it was a stark improvement over i mean it's probably my favorite halo uh, campaign made by uh, 343 so, to this date. Now, the funny part is, like, talking about, like, what the statements Bonnie Ross made back in 2017, the Series X probably was nothing more than a drawing on an Olive Garden napkin, Olive Garden napkin, 
probably back in 2017 when those when those statements were made. Bonnie Ross probably never in her wildest dreams when she made those statements thought that I'm going to have to make a game that's cross-platform between the Xbox One original, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, cloud platforms. Like, it's just like now that statement has all changed because Microsoft wanted to make sure that there was like continuity parity between the consoles like no gamer left behind that's probably something she didn't think about when she made those statements that was probably something that 343 wasn't even thinking about but it happened microsoft wanted no gamer left behind and as a result the game that they were already knee deep in in designing uh with a, an open world concept and having this and having that was it's not like all of a sudden Bonnie could walk in and just be like, all right, guys, throw it on the trash. Just throw it in the trash. Microsoft wants no gamer behind. We got to make the game linear at this point. So uh, for split screen, we need to throw everything in the trash, just millions of dollars of work in the trash right now. We're starting over. That wasn't going to happen. So yeah, regretfully an avenue that Microsoft themselves wanted to take. And that's that concept of no gamer behind left behind affected the development of halo infinite all right i mean i'll include that in my argument i mean what i would say (laughs) i mean crusader i'll let you pipe in a minute what i would add on to that it's just interesting again because we have seen uh, like different people like again they've been playing around with these systems and we've seen Again, it looks like functioning uh, to some degree uh, on the Xbox One, uh, the local uh, co-op, and then even on the Series X. I mean, I remember seeing video today of uh, somebody getting, again, four-player co-op on there, which is interesting. I I mean, I do like Microsoft's stance of, again, like the whole no player left behind. But at the same time, I mean, would you say, like, I mean, if the Series X is able to do it over the Xbox One, isn't it good for, I mean, if some people, like, would would be able to take advantage of it within your hardware, is that better than having, like, just no co-op at all? Bingo. See, that's something that's yeah. something to be said right there. You know, hell, make split screen for the Series S and Series X, but then... No offense, um, I'm not trying to be an you asshole see, in saying this, but yeah, you're going to have people up in arms and be like, yeah. well, what about me? It's the compromise, because they saw with Halo, when they moved to Halo 5, they specifically talked about it, and I'm pretty sure with Halo 4, previous Halos that they looked at, they were seeing that, hey, no one's u- really using this, pretty much. <laughs> Most of our base is just playing at home and not playing split-screen co-op when they use co-op and that's why they felt comfortable taking out on halo five because they wanted to preserve the visual fidelity in that game and not compromise it for co-op, which was their reasoning. So they're probably also looking at that, that, that as well. of like, Hey, it's only for a small group of people. Let's at least make this co-op when it does release awesome for the experience we're going to give it. <laughs> um, because the co-op, hey, it's missing this, or it might not be. Maybe it worked when it was in that, you know, 
mess of a design before Joe, Joseph came in and was like, hey, this isn't the way the co-op should really work. And so when he reworked it to make it better, that also may have caused issues with the split screen part of it. So, mm -hmm. but again, he promised I, it twice himself. Mm -hmm. And again, himself. I'm loving the discussion here, guys. Again, there's some very passionate stuff. Even in the in the chat, guys, you guys are awesome. I love the different opinions and whatnot. You guys, again, you continue to rock, and everybody on the panel, seriously. Uh, Crusader, again, I'll, I'll let you chime in here because I, I know you're chomping at the bit. Do, do the do the. We had some super chats. I saw them. Oh Why yeah, you, you you're right. Those? You're right. Actually, do I the, I do. I do first so actually, I, I do play. have them pulled up. But it yeah, just so I, that way I I could be angry. I love the energy. I do love the energy. Like right off the bat here, uh, Victor Alistine, five dollars super chat. Problem is, Staten is not the head. The studio head's vision is the vision the studio adopts. Staten needs to be studio head and bring his team. I, you know what, I, <laughs> I agree with a lot of that, and from the looks of it, he is bringing in former, again, uh, Bungie people that he uh, that he worked with quite well. I saw a couple of weeks ago he did that. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what uh, Joe has in the pipeline, especially with uh, campaign DLC, or is it going to be something more? I mean, you never know. Yeah. Also, it's. <laughs> Oh, that's no, good me, too yeah. that he's bringing in. oh no you're good you're oh yeah sorry yeah i i agree with you shock i totally agree with you and just one more super chat here rwk88 with the 199 thank you very much rwk imagine what they were going to release in 2020 my god now guys again <laughs> this isn't a 343 bash fest like i try personally to stay away from that because again you know we've had you know the whole pandemic the past couple of years and every developer has been going through all kinds of crap, and I totally understand. I've given them a lot of slack personally, and I have enjoyed Halo Infinite. I mean, I love the multiplayer, and again, I can go on and on about uh, the campaign for the most part. But, you know, there are some things that are lacking, and 343 just, you know, there are some things that we do have to touch on with this studio, and maybe, in fact, just Microsoft's handling of them and maybe just the franchise in general that's my opinion though but uh, again I, I try not to again go into them too much because you know every dev has been affected in one way or another the past year or well over the past couple of years really but uh, you know lots of different takes on this um let's see any more super chats no 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 uh oh carlos here 4g uh four guys of course tv great to see you here buddy all right, you know, I'll I'll toss it over to you, Crusader. I know you're chomping sure. in to get in here. Oh yes. Go Anyone right else want to say anything before I go on like a five minute tirade? I will just I will just say from that one chat. I think also I agree with him. It's great that he's bringing in uh, a lot of these other old yes. Bungie vets. It's gonna make it better because just giving it to uh, what id Software or some other dev that hasn't ever touched Halo. And just getting whatever version of that would be would I think be a disaster, and people would be have more complaints. You know, yep. just because this is a Halo. <laughs> well, we probably give it back to the Halo people and just get better direction. So, all right. Anyone else got anything to say before I go on like a tirade for like five minutes? Like seriously, <laughs> I don't want to. I, nope. I want everyone to have all their ideas. Take us out home. Here. 
All right, I think uh, I think Shock's All good, right. Tim's quiet, and I think Centurion's good. You got anything else to say, Centurion? <laughs> yeah, get it all out. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Like, I, I'll i be right. up front. I haven't been – yeah, I'm good. I'm curious what I'm, he has to say. I'm in a nice zen moment right now, so I'm going to put out some disclaimers before I let the zen moment go. So, disclaimer, I'm very excited for Forge. Forge looks immaculate. I'm going to come back a few weeks after Forge comes out so that I can play some of the awesome custom games that our community will create, right? Very excited. I'm not giving up on Halo. I don't want I want that as a disclaimer before I go on this tirade that I'm not giving up on Halo. I will be back, right? My whole thing isn't about oh god, Halo bad. No, god, Halo release unfinished, right? I'm happy with what Halo Infinite is. It just released unfinished with a lack of content for a live service game. We're going to get into that, right? And I don't want anyone to think on the panel that if I bring up something they said that I'm targeting them. I love you all, right? And I'm go I, I don't want to break the loud crusader because <laughs> once it starts, it's not going away. In fact, it'll probably – I'm going to be playing Destiny with my friend Dots tonight, and, like, loud crusader's not even going to go away for him. So, you know, and, like – I looked at this, this this roadmap that they gave up, and I seriously went, what the fuck? Okay? Forge and co-op, regardless of the split screen. We'll get to split screen at the end of this tirade. Forge and co-op were supposed to launch in 2020. 2020. It is 2022. It is Two years. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I gave them the three-month delay because we were in a pretty bad point of COVID. All right, let's get the multiplayer out and have some fun, and let's get let's get the campaign out, and we'll get the co-op in three months. We'll get it at the beginning of the three-month season two, right? Because seasons were supposed to be three months. And then they delay it again. And I, I was irritated, but I gave them a pass because Omicron had cropped up, right? And, and, and Omicron, the, the COVID variant, was bad. And it caused them to go to work from home for a couple weeks. And, you know, I, 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 I gave them a pass. Okay, it has to be pushed to August because of, shit's fucked up again. But now, we get through the entirety of August and most of the summer without a peep from them? When they have released an unfinished product and have made promise after promise, and suddenly we have community managers going online talking to people like Nick Tur like or Turbo Nick or Nick Turbo, I can't think of his name, and, and and saying like, oh, just wait till you see what we have in the pipeline, and the pipeline <laughs> is four maps total for the year, oh, and two of them are made in four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and and. An already double the length season from what they had originally promised is going to be three months longer with what appeared to be all Halo Reach cosmetics that legitimately feel like they were lifted out of a season one battle pass. And you're just telling me, oh, yeah, these are free. What? What? They look like they straight up. You, you just pulled them out of something else you were going to make us pay for. You pulled them out of the store because you were going to have us pay for them. And it's an, oh, I'm sorry that we now have a 10-month season? And Forge and Co-op, things that should have been in at launch, are being delayed again? Are they ever actually going to come out? 
because Bonnie Ross had promised us that they learned a painful lesson as a studio and that they were going to work out a way to make sure that in every, in her exact words, every future Halo FPS was going to have split-screen co-op because it was important, right? I mean, the last time we had had it's in the 360 era, an era where, like, yeah, stuff was online, but not always. I don't, I don't believe any analytics that they can get from that era. Same with Sony saying crossplay probably wasn't a big thing on the PS3. Bullshit, you have no... Or not crossplay, I apologize. Backwards compatibility, right? Bullshit, you know any of that from any data analytics. I'm sorry. Not most of those... Many of those consoles probably weren't hooked up to the internet for you to actually figure it out. Because I can tell you, I just graduated college in 2019. We would drunkenly play Halo MCC co-op split screen all the time on the big screen. My roommate right now, one of my college roommates, he, he's still my roommate to this day. We rent the top uh, the top half of this house. I guarantee it. when co-op, split screen co-op would have come out, we would have been down in my basement on the, on the OLED playing it together. Just because there is a group of people that don't play the split screen, Again, typically, Centurion brought up a good point of, like, the different generations of gamers. My, the young generation, we still get together a whole lot, and we absolutely will use the split screen, okay? And some of us live together, like, like, like my college roommate and I. We live together. We would use this feature, and it fucking works in the game. It's just a little buggy. And they're not saying that they couldn't get it to work. They're saying that they're moving resources away from it. The fuck you mean a $2.6 trillion company can't get their flagship IP? Master Chief is the face of Xbox, besides Game Pass. Game Pass is probably now a face of Xbox. But Master Chief is the face of Xbox. There's no other franchise that is as associated with Xbox as Master Chief, except for maybe Gears and specifically in Mexico, because they love the... The, the Mexican community of Xbox loves Gears. You should actually see the, the analytics. It is wild how much more they play Gears than anything else. Mm -hmm. But any, I, I digress. The, you're telling me that a $2.6 trillion company can't get more resources to get a, a small feature working in the game that's there and functional? And I don't want to hear anything about any every gamer left behind. They came up with a system to deliver different versions of the games to the different consoles. We have smart delivery, where we have different technical versions of the games being delivered to different consoles, right? And PC, PC's a beast. PC, they could get, you could probably get it running on, like, most modern PCs, because, like, anything over a 2060 Super beats out the, the Series X. It's just how it is. So I don't want to hear anyone giving 343 any slack at this point. The only thing I will say is I don't want to hear a single person get personally attacking any 343 employees. I don't, I don't want to see a single person attacking individuals. I don't want to see a single set of death threats. I'll come after you. You'll find me under your bed. That shit's not okay. But what they are doing as a company with the most beloved franchise on Xbox is disgraceful. They have had several chances to get this right. Halo 4 was okay. It was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't the, the classic Halo experience. It wasn't a Halo Reach or a Halo 3 or a Halo 2 or a Halo CE. You know, Halo 5, it, it, it had okay multiplayer. Its story was abysmal. The, the, the AI that they tried to implement in it was abysmal. They tried and they failed. And they, they did learn from that. Never to, never to quite do that AI again, right? But... Halo Infinite, in a nutshell, should have been a success. The campaign was good. 
the multiplayer was good. It, it's just unfinished. And we know that they had their little fiefdoms where they had like four or five different versions of the game in development at the same time. It's not like they were they were knee-deep in developing five different games for the same game. They've, so, thank God Satan's there because they have to have had some of the some of the worst um so some of the worst management i've ever seen before mm -hmm. how does this happen to the flagship ip if this happened imagine if this happened to god of war the last of us on on playstation we'd never be letting them hear the end of it right i mean i'd be depressed because i like playstation a whole lot but like it's just unfathomable and then again why should I believe a single thing that they put in any one of their anythings when the head of their studio is making promises that literally in the next in the next entry they can't keep, right? Like it's it's unfathomable, and I don't want to hear that anything is technologically impossible for Microsoft. It obviously works on the console, right? They just got to work some stuff out of it. We, you can play it. Now, it might not work on the Xbox One, but I'm of the opinion it never should have launched on the Xbox One to begin with. Now, Crusader, so, if I can jump sure. in here, I mean, are jump we... In. Uh, no, I just, like, are we being too hard on 343? Because, you know, I thought that Centurion made some really good points. Um, uh, no, no, just uh, because, like, you know, we're, like, going back, like, you know, would we give the same criticism to Bungie back in the day? Because, again, 343 is made up of a lot of Bungie devs. Maybe not all, of course, and times have changed over the past few years. But what I would say is... That's know, how I end my tirade. Oh, okay, we'll go right ahead. So, the only time I've ever been madder at a company is when Bungie released Curse of Osiris in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. All right. It was it was the worst piece of video game content I've ever played. Right. I'm a Destiny fanatic, and the whole reason I have this Twitter account, you you can look. I created it in 2017, was to talk about Destiny online. Okay. I didn't create this to enter the Xbox community. That that was a happy accident eventually. Right. I was so livid with Curse of Osiris. We were all screaming online and all tearing them down. And, and, and it, there's a difference between a, a giant blockbuster game studio and company and volition fucking up Saints Row, right? No one cares. <laughs> Why? Because Saints Row doesn't have Saints Row doesn't have the same kind of community, right? Like it's it, it's it's not one to one, right? And so I would absolutely and and I have even since Curse of Osiris gone after Bungie, right? Dots can attest to that. Right? There are many. I hate. I hated the, the the Destiny content fault and was livid about it for months. Right? That they were taking content I paid for out of the game and I and I bitched and moaned and finally we've won and expansions ain't being vaulted no more and it's the greatest It's the greatest feeling in the in the world. Right? And like I will come back to Halo when Halo is good if it ever gets good. Right? Like me being this mad. Is only mad because they're fucking up and they can do better. We know they can do better. Halo 5 was a better live service game, right? But one of the things that Bungie actually did that calmed a lot... Not all of us. There's a lot of people that left him when never coming back to, to Destiny after Curse of Osiris. But they gave us monthly updates on the game. They gave us a huge... Within weeks of us being pissed, they gave us a huge state of the game where they outlined every last little piece of things and, and, and approximately when they were going to do it, Right? And, and outlined a bunch of stuff. And then the next month, 
they go, okay, maybe this fe this feature and this feature we're moving back, but we're also, here's a couple new things that we're going to talk about we're putting in. And we would actually see the progression of stuff coming into the game. So far with Halo Infinite, basically everything that's been missing and all this, like, nothing has really been addressed, right? Like, stuff still is getting moved back. Nothing has really gotten better in the game. The prices are still pretty freaking abysmal in the store, right? We still don't have new content. Where's Infection, the most important mode to have with Forge? Because, like, most Forge modes, like, run off of Infection. Where is that? Like, what is going on with, like, the, the, the time... Not just the timelines, but the, the kind of, like thinking about when and where stuff needs to fall, right? If you're releasing Forge, how are you releasing Forge without infection? How is that not on your timeline? And why is something like VIP, and I don't even remember what the other mode they're bringing back is, excited for those modes, but why are they taking, the like, going ahead of infection, the most important mode to bring with Forge in custom games? Like, it, it boggles my mind, like, n not so much that, because, like, this Halo game is for me. It's fun. I very much enjoy it. But it, there's... There's no. It feels like there's no forward progress with the game after a year, right? Not even a little bit. It just. It's just c continual pushing back, right? And, and that's what it feels like. And, and this is a game that I would sit in and I'd grind for hours. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a multiplayer gamer, right? I sit in Destiny. I have like 2,400 hours in Destiny. Destiny 2, right? And. and I will sit in a game that has high replayability, and I will play it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. But there is no replayability in Halo right now. Why? Because there hasn't been... There's been two new maps in... What? When did Halo come out? Like, nine months ago? W what is going on? And that, mm -hmm. that, that ends my rant. I'm going back to a zen place now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Look, I think 343 can still do the job. I'm not saying get rid of the studio because... I agree. Beca it's dumb. Because, again, you already have people in place there that want to work on it, that have came there specifically to work on that game, and there are people there that genuinely love it. And, again, you already have, like, again, Joe Staten's there. All the There's a whole bunch of pieces that are there, but they got to do something about the management. Like, they got... It, it's ridiculous. And, honestly, like, isn't the contract work, like, pretty ridiculous, too, at Microsoft, period? We don't period? know if that's still going on. Microsoft's contract thing is basically this. You can work for... As a contractor, you work for Microsoft for one year, and then you can't work there for... Then you have to take, like, a basically a year off. You're not allowed to work at Microsoft for a year. And then you can come back for a year, right? And this is a trend that we don't see at the studios that Microsoft has acquired, right? Like, we don't see that... Like, Bethesda does not have that rule. And the 2018 acquired studios don't have that rule. But I, I would bet you that um, part of the problem with... Uh, some of the stuff like the because I guarantee there's some contract workers working on like Perfect Dark and stuff. I guarantee that that studio that was founded underneath um that was founded underneath uh uh what is it what, what, the initiative um that was founded straight up by Microsoft probably has a lot of these problems too because the the way that they develop Windows does not translate well to games because games have five year development cycles versus some feature updates for windows that have a year-long development cycle um and, and so that that is one of the big problems also I, I i did actually trans transmit pretty well back into my my normal talk my normal speech <laughs> patterns but you know th there, there's big problems because of, of that kind of stuff with, with 343 and 
I'm not saying that they can't fix this. I'm just frustrated that it's been a full year, and this and like essentially these features have been delayed two years, right? Like Forge and Co-op have essentially been delayed two years, you know, because the game was supposed to launch in 2020. So, like they they got delayed a full year too. Now at that, that point, I do have to add and, on that. Oh no! I just just to add on to what you're saying, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, I, you know, one thing that you look at again, what Activision does with Call of Duty, right? And they have like a couple of different studios that help out with Call of Duty at the very least. I'm talking about Full Man Studios. Sure. Um, now they're yeah. smaller than three four three. Three four three is six hundred employees. They're right. about the size of two, uh, of two um, studios, right? And they also have certain affinity that acts as a support studio. Yes. And one of the big hopeful outlooks, and I cannot believe they haven't tried to show anything from it yet, because I, I just I genuinely don't understand why why they are trying to keep so much secret about the game. Come clean and tell us everything, right? That's what Bungie did. They came clean and they showed us basically everything on the roadmap. They told us random rolls were coming back. They told us that special weapons were coming back. They told us they they showed us Forsaken was like, look, we get it, we get it, we get it. This is what we're doing. And within nine months, they fixed the game. Like Forsaken fixed Destiny too. And ever since there, there's been some high and low points, but like never as never as low again, even close as Curse of Osiris, right? And so, like, why are they not showing us even some, e even at a high level, some screenshots and just talking about Project Tatanka? I, I, I don't understand it, right? Because they, they had, like, why have, like, we only seen screenshots of Forge? Why have they not come out? Yeah, Forge leaked. People are building Toy Story in it, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Why have, why have they not come out and, like, done a deep dive through Forge? Like, have, like, one person at the studio who... I'm sure they can spare, like, a social media manager to go through and just show us some Forge stuff, just off the cuff. does not need to be rehearsed, But right? all the biomes. Just be like, show us, the, show us the biomes in it. Show us show us some stuff. Show us some official stuff, right? Don't, don't, don't rely on the community leaks to show us stuff. Like, Staten, like, retweeted one of the leaks, and he was like, I can't wait for you all to see this. Well, I, I don't want to curse because I actually like him. You know, I, I would go MF. Why don't you just actually show us? But, uh, but Staten's actually doing a good job, right? It's, it's too he's – he's been there too short of a time to have made an exceptional difference. We can, you can tell he's made somewhat of a difference, but, like, it, it's, it's, it's not going as forward as it should. But show us. Show us Forge. Show us Tutanka. And for, for Christ's sake, really think about what you're releasing and in the order you're releasing it. Because right, the modes feel like they're being haphazardly picked and thrown in. Where, where's Infection? Where, where's Wraiths? Where's, you know... Unless they really do plan for us to create this stuff from... Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, to create this stuff out of, like, out of nothing. Because like, some of these modes can be. But, like, it, it's... It, it's just mind-boggling how... They hyped up this reveal of the of the season. Like the community managers were straight up being like, oh, "I can't wait for you to see this." And then we look at it and we're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is this?" Like it, it makes no sense. It, it's like they have no grasp of what, like, anyone wants. Like, or how about I, I don't know. How about know ranking? How about match XP? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, Matt, that, that was on the list, and I'm happy to see that. But like. Who in their right mind went into the game and was like, yeah, we don't need match XP and ranking anymore? Like, I, I – it just boggles my mind that they experimented with stuff, but I can't imagine that whoever they went with their focus group testing 
had to have told them that my brother's in Christ. This is a dumb idea. Like, how half of like their some of like the stuff conceptually, like there's like nothing wrong with the the campaign except when they told us that we were going to get multiplayer rewards for the campaign and the fact that none of it was armor. Like again, like cool that you're giving us like those rewards back that we've been asking for, but like. We we want like an actual armor set to earn from the campaign, you know, like, like how you got Hayabusa and some of that stuff from Halo Three. Like that's the feedback we've been giving. But like, they were like, okay, we hear you, and we're gonna have campaign rewards, but like literally none of it's armor. Like like these are the things. It's like that they're trying things and they're bringing back old like concepts and stuff. And like they brought back the equipment feature from like Halo Three and kind of merged it in a glorious hodgepodge with the 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 armor abilities from like all the other games to try and like make a middle ground between having these cool abilities and like them being like single use and multiplayer. So they're not as like uh, oppressive to the sandbox and it worked really well, but like, where are more of them? Like it, it's bit, you know, we've seen more of them. We know they're in the game. I've seen the leaks, but like, where are they? Why aren't there more? Halo five was a significantly better live service game. Look at how many freaking new weapons they added to that. It, it like, how many new armor sets that they added to that that players could just earn for free? They, granted, it was loot boxes, but you could earn all them for free. Like, I earned a crap ton of them just for grinding out games. And, like, it's just so... It, it's so frustrating. And it's not even, like, the they've crawled to a... They've crawled to a halt compared to the rest of the industry, right? Like, other companies have had to push stuff back, but not like this. Like, not like this at all. And it just boggles every fiber of my being as to, like, how are we in this situation with Microsoft's biggest current Xbox IP? Now, granted, Call of Duty will be bigger once they have it. But, like, how are we in this situation? How did we get here? Because it's not that the game's bad. It's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of questions to ask, and... uh yeah, right now there's a lot of that. Uh, Tim, are you there? Or are you busy doing something at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I just listened to that, yes. I was I here. Hope, mm-hmm. I hope I didn't upset anyone. <laughs> no. I'm just frustrated. I, I, I do think that they would be better off just coming clean and just... Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know. To see. I, I agree. They just still shred the secrecy that it's... I'm not hard. on the I'm not on the fire three four three plan. I think that's the dumbest thing that they could do. But, no, like, but they they, they definitely have transparency. They yes. you know they say well you know you look at three four three you look at um, Halo MCC we had the same complaints and look at how that turned out and I think that that's why they're they have a saving grace here. Um, the problem is not with the game; it's with the lack of content and the only way they can fix that is you know produce content now uh that's pretty obvious uh but you know they've pissed off a lot of people because this has been way too long when is co-op supposed to be here in november oh wait am i still in chat yeah yeah Oh, okay. It went quiet. All right, so November... A full year from launch. Yeah, that's bad. Keep Uh, in mind, they do say, again, like, there's a little asterisk at the top that says, you know... It's everything subject to change. Everything is subject to change, which, again, you know, judging by this this past season, 
you know i mean it might get pushed back you never know half the stuff what two two new maps in season three i think one of them's a forged map because they're showing off what forge is and like it's like cool why aren't we getting like seven forged maps like why is forge not directly in the hands of because like one of the things they did in halo 5 right they put forge directly in the hands of some of the great forging people in the Halo community. And when Forge dropped a, a year, like a, like a month and a half late in Halo 5, the Forge community had prepared like eight big team battle maps. And they all just dropped, right? And it was great. Like there was plenty of new content and they, they, they worked with the community to do it. And like you're celebrating two forged maps coming great why aren't you doing literally what you did in halo 5 and 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 having the great community that has always made content from halo since halo 3 for the multiplayer what why are like why are yeah, we working well, with them i think that the you know uh you're right uh they'll but they'll probably be down the line now when is forge supposedly coming same thing, same thing november 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 so is it Forge in beta or is it a full-on beta? Forge? It's Forge in beta, but they said it's beta like the multiplayer launched in beta, where everything's going to transfer over. It's going to be a seamless transition. It'll be fully workable, but like there may be some bugs and stuff, but they want it out. Oh. And that's what they said back in May, because Forge <laughs> was originally supposed to launch in a beta in August. Now, was there anybody that that like? See, now I I like when it, when, the, when the whole announcement came out, everyone went nuts. Um, was there any? And I read everything. Why? What's the? Why is it so hard for them to come clean and just say why they've had so much issues? You know, and what what the holdup is? Like they've said why... it's been hard to get caught up, but they haven't said like why it's been hard. Yeah, but why can't they have that open communication? What what's so? I mean, they're doing they're, they're doing the absolute worst thing that they can do, and that's do what they're doing. Why can't they open up on the like somebody told you? I think it was you. They said destiny was a problem until they you know just freaking announced everything. Just yeah. sometimes I think that when you get to the point where you want to keep everything so secret, and I do think that three four three wants to do that. It, it hinders you. You know what? You might, at this point, just give the whole timeline. Who cares? Like, you know, get people excited or get people looking into it where they can have faith in it. The problem we have right now is there's no faith and there's no communication. It's like I said that in a, in a tweet. It's like they don't talk, and that's the problem. That's the whole crux of the issue is that they're, they're just – you know, letting leaving us hanging, and they've done that now three times. You know, first it was, you know, uh, this would be launched on day one. Then it was three months. Then it was, you know, we're taking a six-month layoff, not a three-month. These seasons are not going to be six months. You know, and it's just been, uh, it's been pretty wild. Uh, at this and the crazy thing is is that if they can get themselves footed and this forge comes out and it's as good as it's supposed to be uh they could probably get themselves going again and that would be something if they could actually get them uh you know get this 
you know, get get people actually playing. But I just think they're doing a lot of the damage at this point. And, uh, you know, you have fans like yourself, Crusader, as happy as you are. And I'm a huge fan, too. And I'm disgruntled now. I mean, I want to know what the hell's going on with ray tracing. My yeah. main thing is co-op. That's been pushed and... back. Like, that, yeah, you know, I'll... they're partnering with AMD for that. They said they're partnering originally when they announced that in, like, last June. Uh, I, I think that's been pushed back completely because, like, actual playable content is probably more important than making right. it look prettier. Well, uh, they... I want it, too, though. You're right. You're, you're not wrong. I want ray tracing in it, too. Yeah. I, I think, like you said, people want the content. They want to be able to play. Uh, that's the main priority. That's fine. But again, what's the problem with just saying that, you know, hey, we partnered with AMD, it's taking more than, uh, you know, trying to make the best possible retreat, just whatever, you know, just stay tuned. Like, even if they said stay, they don't have to give a date. Uh, I don't know. It's just they, they come to they come off as um, better than thou and arrogant to, to me. And uh, it's an industry problem, Tim. Like, it's not even just 343, right? Like, there's very few companies that will actually communicate openly and, and actually share uh, information, right? And then they all get mad at why stuff leaked. Why did the stuff leak? Well, fans want to hear about this stuff. Like, there's there's no reason to announce a game and then wait four years to have more, con like, anything else known about the game. Just, like, like if you're going to announce the game, like, when you start development, like most of these companies have been doing, you, you got to be showing us something every few months. Like, every six to, to months to a year. It, it, it's They're better it's, off not communicating. They're, they're like, either better off not telling to us anything ghost. at all, or, or, um, you know, not telling us anything at all until you're ready to to put the game out. They should or, announce the split but, screen was canceled when co-op dropped, so this yeah, way people can just—it would be completely overshadowed. <laughs> yeah. I think they should. Bonnie, to be honest, should address the fact that she did it's make right. some comments, and uh, she should she should take. She should take uh, ownage of it, and uh, if she did that, that to me would be fine. I would be fine with that. But for her to completely ignore it again goes to the problem. They're acting like they didn't say this stuff, and they did. And fans remember. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I've said the Halo community sometimes is too passionate over over the top. Man, you know. That might be true, but now you know you gave you you really rustled the uh, you know the the beast. I mean, this is the Halo Four's multiplayer, right? You know, but the people don't like it. That's actually my favorite one, right? Like, like I, I'm not a Halo player who's mad that they don't that put Sprint in the game. I actually like Sprint in the game. I've argued for it, right? Like, I, I'm not one of those players who's refusing to adapt to change. I'm literally just pissed that uh, this is a live service game without the service part. It's barely live. Like right now, have you seen the desync issues in the game? Where like you're, we're on dedicated servers, but there's desync and there's rubber banding, and it's awful, and it's been like that since the game launched, and it's only gotten worse. Hasn't been addressed. Hmm. Like, yeah. and it's not like I don't like this game. I I loved it a lot at launch, and I was so happy for it. And I was like, it should win game of the year. And and now, now we're here, and I'm like, how the fuck did this launch? Like. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, at this point, they have a lot of uh, a lot of question marks. And, uh, they kind of they they had a great launch with the campaign, but they kind of 
you know, they hurt themselves here, just like Halo MCC when they had all their problems. Yeah, um, months to fix that. But then they fixed it, and it was great. And they have Halo MCC has the greatest matchmaking feature of all time. The fact that like you can pick exactly which modes and and whatnot you want to load into, and yeah. which games you want to load into. Like th that's another really frustrating thing. They've implemented all these awesome features into MCC with the uh, with like matchmaking and stuff like that. And then Halo Infinite has like three abilities to to choose how you're matchmaking. Yeah. And like it's like the teams at three four three aren't even talking to each other because there's so there's so many great quality of life stuff in in MCC that that Infinite just doesn't have and there's no good reason it doesn't have it besides they they just didn't put it in right yeah. like it could be incredible it could be incredible from what they as a company have done and it's not mm -hmm. yeah but. Uh... Uh, guys, I think we'll start winding this down, but uh, anybody else uh, have any other thoughts before we end off? Uh, Centurion, Shock, yes, no? All right. Um, I would just say play uh, play um, uh, two games that I, I would recommend. Well, just one, really. I said Power Wash already. <laughs> um, uh, the game Midnight Fight Express. Uh, if you like fighting games or you like... like um, Double Dragon or back in the day King of Fighters. It's, mm -hmm. it's not really like that, but it is it is fighting. Uh over the top game, uh, you know, uh style, uh like Bard's Tale, I guess, uh fighting. Um it's uh really cool. Uh, I have to say, I'm very impressed with the game. And uh it's gotten like a seventy one Metacritic, which, you know, uh you know, it's not the best, but uh I have to say, um, give it a try, and I think you'll be su uh, su surprised. That's that's for me. That's what I've been playing. Been playing. I had I got the uh, uh, quick point before I go. I got the uh, Samsung TV, the OLED with the uh, Game Pass native app. When I tell you, it is really impressive. It works better than your cloud on the phone or anything. I, I am wired, so it is a dedicated Ethernet. But, man, you could buy a kid that, and you could tell them, pretend that you have a console, and they wouldn't know, man. <laughs> They'd figure it out. But uh, almost one-to-one, -one, I have to say, the 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 the, 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 fat, the speed and the, the latency is... Uh, pretty much the best I've ever experienced on xCloud. And um, I think it's due to the optimization of the app. Also, that particular TV has a really good processor. And uh, in, in addition to that, uh, the, the app is native, uh, built into the um, catalog catalog of apps. And it, the app, the UI, the the GUI, and and the way it runs is is really well run and looks good. So, if you're in in the market for TVs and you want an interesting one, or you don't have an Xbox and you want a TV that could have Xbox uh, capability, uh, look into the R95 Samsung uh, R95B. Uh, ten of ten, I give the TV is excellent. Xbox apps is fantastic, 1080p60, um, but overall the TV, the OLED, fantastic. Is it a TV. Q OLED or? Yeah, it's a quantum display. Oh, okay, cool. 
So it's Sony's first shot, and they uh, they knocked they did it well. I mean, I do think that LG is a little bit better with picture quality, uh, but um, you know they don't have the. App. I would never buy it just for the app. I bought it particularly for this for this spot because my wife said I can only have three Xboxes in the house. <laughs> I can't have like seven, and this is a spot where. Uh, uh, I'm told I Little cannot. Does she know the TV is an Xbox? Yeah, no, she started to start it. She's like, no, we didn't. I said, no. I said, no console. <laughs> said, she agreed, so she she's allowing me. Um, but uh, that's why I got it. Plus, I, I was interested in the uh, technology and just getting a different OLED. Um, the only problem I had with LG's OLEDs is the burn-in. Uh, if you do leave it on and leave it on certain channels for long periods of time you will had it on two TVs now so but uh, both user error so both because of the uh, the pilot not the TV you know you gotta realize what you what you're dealing with with an OLED but with that great show guys see you next week and uh, I guess we'll do the wrap up right uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, guys, I think uh, that about covers things for uh, this episode. But again, really fun chat tonight with like everybody on the panel. Like we went to great, great detail and length about like Xbox's uh, regular battle in the UK, as well as like heated talk about 343's updated roadmap for Halo Infinite. Definitely a good talk. I like the the different views that we have, you know, both on the panel and, and in the chat too. I saw a lot of good talk in the chat. Speaking of which, shout out to everyone that stopped by tonight and tuned in for the show. Really appreciate it, fellas. If you like tonight's chat, then consider leaving a like, sharing out the show, and subbing to the channel. Because, hey, we'd love to have you stick around for more. But yeah, on that note, let's move on to the outros. Uh, I'll start off with uh, Centurion. Buddy, I thought you had really excellent takes tonight. Uh, Where can everybody follow you? Well, guys, yeah, definitely a great conversation tonight. A lot of great opinions and different perspectives from all over the conversation. For those interested in finding me and my crazy antics, you can find me over on Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also find me here every Sunday night over on, right here on the TXR podcast. And you can also find me every Wednesday over on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy Hood and the amazing group over there. And also every other Monday, uh, I do plastic platforms with Stubbs Gaming, either on my channel or his channel. We flip-flop between the two of us, and those are the three shows that I do. Nice. All awesome shows on their own uh, right, for sure. Uh, moving on down the list here, Tim Dog, Buddy, again, great chat tonight. I thought, you know, really good talk. Uh, where can all these fine people follow you at? Uh, you can follow me on XCloud Tim Dog on Twitter. Um, arguing with these uh, Sony fanboys, uh, try not to, but they're annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been on there uh, a little bit here and there. Also, find me uh, on um, Xbox itself, XCloud Tim Dog. Uh, I've been playing a lot of, uh, like I said, cloud. I've been on Xbox, but. Uh, via the cloud, have been um, great, great thing to have uh, when you're not home or you can't do things, but uh, we can't be in front of a TV. Uh, but uh, yeah, great show tonight, and um, 
Love the passion. Uh, I got to say, uh, you guys bring it every week. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you, chat, for sticking around. Hopefully, you guys have a nice uh, Labor Day. What is it, Memorial Day? It's Memorial Labor Day. Yeah. Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day and don't drink and drive. <laughs> well said, my friend. Well said. Uh, let's see. Moving on down here. Eric Shockley. Buddy, hey, good stuff as per usual. Where can uh, everybody follow you? Yeah, as always, uh, you can follow me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock Fox Live. But yeah, good show tonight. Good, uh, stretched out those two topics to make a, <laughs> a full show. There's some, some good argument. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, thanks for stopping by. Oh, no, they were two very strong, strong topics. Uh, that yeah. is for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, They're just okay. like, man, those took up those, that easily took up those two hours. So. I had a feeling had a feeling about that but uh moving on down the list uh mr crusader the heated passionate fan uh again good show tonight pal uh where can everybody find you yeah everyone can find me at crusader three four five six on twitter and all the gaming platforms feel free to add me you know i i do keep an open platform on purpose um i do want to say some positive something positive because i feel like i got real mad and you know so i gotta say something positive the new beta feature on Xbox with the, the game library and like being able to have the game, whole game library in one place like you can on the mobile app, but also filter it like you used to be, like you could on the current version, is top-notch. Top-notch. So yeah, you know, find me anywhere, and I'm not usually this loud and angry, but like I love Halo, and they got me real mad. All right. Well, hey, man. I see where you're coming from. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, rounding out the group tonight, you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Also, check me out on the Bluebird app. That's Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Fun, fun times tonight, that is for sure. And we're already looking forward to the next one uh, next week. Have a good one, folks. Take it easy. Stay safe and have a good one.